Welcome to another episode from Season 2 of the IFNZ Network. If you haven't made it over to IFNZ.net yet to check out all of our new shows and drop us some words for our Mad Lib submission page, what are you waiting for? Also, keep a lookout for surveys to pick the next game we play live at our Facebook page. Just search IFNZ Podcast on Facebook or follow the social media link on IFNZ.net. Starting in December, we've got weekly prizes coming and you could win. All we need are your words. Not for Mad Libs, though. We'll always take those, too. No, we would love to hear from you by going to wherever you listen to our show and leaving that review. Can't find the review page there? No worries. Leave us a review on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Each week in December, we will draw a name out of a jar, a cup, a hat, who knows? And then we will send you a prize. Tell them what prizes they have to choose from, Justin. Well, how about a month of Comixology Unlimited? How about a graphic novel bundle? Spider-Man for PS4? A $5 Amazon gift card? Or... A one-minute song written by Shad for you specifically. We hope to hear from your mom. I mean, urinal. Uranus? (sighs) You all. Jeez. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this month's edition of Well Done. Uh, it's Justin here. And Chad. And you're now listening to IFNZ <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. How have oh, you been doing? I've been wonderful. We we made it through uh, Halloween. We did. We survived it. Uh-huh. Uh, Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Um, as, of, uh, as of this coming out, do you think we'll have a new president or an old new president yet? It's difficult to say. Some things might be challenged. I feel like a lot of things are going to be challenged, including the candidates. <laughs> <laughs> They're just challenged. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, staying. I want to just stay out of it at this point. I did my due diligence. I voted. I talked to people about how easy it was to vote. Uh, we got an answer. Hopefully it's uh, good and the world isn't burning. I'm glad you rocked the vote. I, I tried to. I tried to rock the vote. I know so many people who are just indifferent and they don't even go bother going out to rock the vote. And I yeah. wish the people would. Yeah, I in you know I could I could be could have been more like vote this way, but I just it's important to just do it. Yeah, and, and uh, in the first place. And I had a I had a great experience with uh, with my voting with like not even with like getting my ballot to the mail and uh-huh. dropping it off at the courthouse. I really dug that. So me too. That's what me and Mandy did yeah. this year. So it was a it was a wonderful experience, and I was like, "It's easy, fucking do it." Like, yeah, it was a no brainer, no reason to not. No matter whether you liked the outcome of this election or not, you can't complain about it if you didn't vote. Exactly. So hopefully you voted, and hopefully so shut up. <laughs> so there. Uh, other than that, uh, things have been pretty chill. Uh, we did our first live stream for the Can't Get Rights. Yes, as of this point in time, man. Um, I could have showed you some of the stuff that I was doing while I was watching you from home. (laughs) Uh, We're debuting our uh, our our two new original songs. Oh yeah, at the on the live stream. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've been we've been working hard there. They're uh, somewhat political uh, songs. We I we got together and got opinionated. One's called F Trump. (laughs) (laughs) No, we got together and then all of a sudden became somewhat political. I guess. Yeah, and uh, not like super political. What is it called if you just care about humanity? Agnostic. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't think so, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm going to have to. If you just care about humanity, a humanitarian. <laughs> I think we became very humanitarian when we got together. We started, go. we just like wrote some very like uh, heartfelt opinions about like. It's just kind of like, hey, do better. if you're a person, we care about you. And there's that's the only thing that should matter. So just shut up if you have anything else to say. Kind of that way, yeah. That was exa- how'd you know that was the lyrics? No, was that it? Those were the lyrics. Wow. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I'm agnostic now. Oh, good. Is that going to be one of our <laughs> words of the day? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. It's not 2021 yet. Mm. Um, good. Doing pretty good. We had a really fun Halloween for just kind of like what we did. We went to uh, we went to Bo- the zoo in St. Louis, uh-huh. which was a really good time. I've never been to that yet. Um, we got there at like five o'clock, so everything was still starting to get kind of dark. Daylight savings time still hadn't Word. happened at that point in time because it was on the 30th of October. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was starting to kind of get dark. The lights weren't really as as prevalent as you would get whenever we were there a little bit later on. But we stayed for probably like almost two and a half hours by the time everything was said and done. Um, walked around and... They had some some fun little things kind of going on. They had like uh, people dressed up. They had a, uh, I guess what they call the St. Louis branch of the Ghostbusters. Oh. That were there full dressed up, proton packs mm-hmm. on, everything like that. People could take pictures with them. They had a, a hula hooping witch, uh, a, Frankenstein, a Frankenstein that's on stilts, very tall. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of really cool lights. Uh, there was only a handful of ex- exhibits that you could go see. I think the... The Stingray exhibit was open, which were they dressed up? Did not make sense to me for COVID because it's just the exact same pool of water and a bunch of people around touching Gross. the same stingrays. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense to me. So it was we, like a petting zoo. We of... skipped it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, this doesn't make sense to be open. The other one was, uh, what do you call the, is it an insectarium for insects? Ooh. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I know what you're talking it about. It has a name. Insect like, house. We went to, the the lizard house and that was the herpetarium mm-hmm. but i don't know remember what the name of the insect one is we didn't go to the house. insect house either because uh mandy's not a huge fan of of uh spiders and, oh. and other creepy crawlies yeah we did go to the the herpetarium we saw lots of cool crazy snakes and lizards that were were uh just chilling you know hanging out were they, did you see any crazy cats and kittens uh no we saw no crazy cats and kittens because they were Our cool cats and kittens no cool cats and kittens they're all uh i guess i don't know not put away i mean they're just had those exhibits basically closed is off is it are they worried about animals catching the coveds i don't think so like I, is that why they're I, put I, away they just not that they're put away though i mean because we, i took a picture of uh you couldn't go into like the sea lion exhibit, but they were having like you could go up to the glass and watch them swimming around. Yeah. I mean, you, but they, they're in a they cage. Had, that's what I'm saying. Like they had the polar bear exhibit off, like taped off and stuff, yeah. but you could still see the polar bear was out sleeping on the ground. Yeah. Well, that's all. Like I wonder if you can't get too close to things that don't have a glass wall then between them. Maybe no, that's I why. I don't know. I mean, the, the polar bear had a glass wall. Oh, does he? I mean, same thing with like a sea lion. I mean, it had to have glass wall. There was water behind it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't but, know how polar know. bears work. <laughs> well, the, the, polar bear, the polar bears do have a water section, but the, we saw them where they were, where he was on land. Mm. He was asleep. But I don't know if they had so much of it taped off because there was like a large gathering of people. You know what I mean? That yeah. could get to that area, and they would all stand so close to each other. They didn't want that to be like an outbreak potential type thing. So they only like had segmented things on there. Gotcha. Um, did that. 
spent Halloween basically kind of at home. We we took Betty. Uh, she dressed up as a baby bat this year. Oh, uh, took her to uh, uh, Mandy's mom and dad's house, and we went up there to kind of visit with them for a little bit. That way, they could see her dressed up and whatnot, and then came back home and just hung out and watched some some tubes, some boob tubes. Watch anything spooky? Uh, yeah. Oh, we're gonna talk about it later. Nice. It's so scary. <laughs> Right on. Well, you want to get into the meat? Uh, yeah. Let's get the into whole, some meat. I, I can't I tell you that I have so much stuff to talk about, and by that, I mean not enough. <laughs> That's all right. Video games. Yes. I played Destiny 2. Yeah? Shut up. You no likes. way. Uh, I live. Uh, by the time this comes out, uh, I, I told you earlier that it'll be uh, Beyond Light expansion will mm-hmm. be out at that point in time. Um, but as of right now, it's kind of ending, I think what a lot of people are kind of anticipating coming up is this final week uh, leading into the 10th uh, is going to be kind of a, like a end of season event. Like they did like the tail end of last season, they actually had this massive ship called the almighty that was flying down towards earth and was about to be obliterating Mm -hmm. earth. And then uh, it got blown out of the sky basically uh, last minute in a way. And it was a actual real time event that if you were in there at that point in time when it was exploding and stuff, you could actually be there and watch it happen. Gotcha. And same thing, you know, like millions of people. Well, they do get it like Fortnite and, and like they yeah, blow they up do the that. world they, and shit like that. Yeah, stuff like that. And cool. I think they're going to have kind of like a season ending event. This one too, um, with the threat of the darkness coming into our uh, our solar system, and them hovering over uh basically like half of the map uh that you see which would like be which half um, the top half titan uh the moon from is that jupiter jupiter's moon titan i don't know uh uh no not nessus uh mars i know is one of them too oh yeah you told me about mercury we weren't i wasn't happy about mars yeah, and then uh, I'm, I'm assuming that they're either going to be destroyed completely or something's going to happen where it's just going to be completely taken over and it's, like, inaccessible now. We've just point. been learning about life on Mars. Like, it's just been, like, I we're know. learning so much. Water, on, water on Mars up. now? Water on the moon? Yeah, and they're going to blow it up. What the fuck's happening, bro? It's like it rained and nobody knew. Uh, space rain. Space rain. <laughs> it's just, 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 just like a fucking bunch of pebbles. <laughs> no, it's water, but it's just out in space. Space rain. If it was just out in space and you would hit it, it's just floating there. Yeah, it's it weird. doesn't rain. It's just like, like regular rain. It's no, just there. It's just yeah. It's just it's just moisture. That's fucking Floating trippy, moisture. man. Stop it. You're freaking me out. <laughs> Speaking of space, I also played an indie game called Six One Eight Zero: The Moon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is a minimalistic puzzle platformer title. Um, game that's kind of similar in the vein of like a puzzle platformer that you would get from like Super Meat Boy okay. or Celeste, um, kind of like a 2D little puzzle platformer. The twist on this one is um, you are actually playing as the moon going through the solar system looking for the sun. And you actually coincide, Aww. like you'll meet up with like Earth and you talk to Earth and be like, have you seen the sun? And it's just like, no, He's I like haven't that seen bright it. one over there. I haven't dummy. seen the sun in so long, but I think it's over here. And then you'll go through a series of like 10 levels. You'll finish the quote unquote Earth levels. And then you'll go to like Venus and be like, have you seen the sun? Kind of a thing. But the twist on it is the way that the puzzle platformer works on this is that the tops and bottom of your screen are basically like looped on itself. So if you jump up really high and you go up the top of the screen, you come out of the bottom. So it just kind of loops in on itself. Like Pac-Man. 
In a way like that, yeah. But you'll actually have to like navigate specific platforms that have like spikes and shit like that on there by like you can't just jump up and then land down here all willy nilly. You'll have to jump up here and and arc your arc. I don't like that. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It's it's really unique, honestly. It's from a a team called uh, Turtle Kareem Studios. They're a Korean team. This is their first big major title. They've had a couple of other smaller indie titles out like specifically over there, but this is the first one that's came stateside. And I think it's probably like maybe two years old now okay i just saw it was on sale for like two bucks on uh on xbox so i picked it up just to check it out and it's it's a pretty fun time nice. it seems like a game that you could beat really six one eight zero the moon yeah exactly i remember that because that's the area code that is ours here. here you got hose Around here you got hose in different area codes mm-hmm. uh i also played slay away camp butcher's cut this is an 80s slasher throwback bu- uh, puzzle game where you control a killer uh, named Skullface uh, who's bent on killing camp counselors. Oh, no shit. So this is like a Surprise. a sliding isometric puzzle game. Whereas, like, say, for example, you have a block that has uh, 16 small squares in it mm-hmm. and your counselor's over here on the end and it's protected by, like, maybe like a a campfire on one side and a hole on the other side. You have to try and find means to uh, slide your character over and get to that counselor so you can murder the counselor. And uh, is it like chess? Kind of in a way, like whenever Bomberman, for example, uh, whenever you slide. And what I mean by that is like, if there are, we'll say like, two square two or three squares that are blank Mm -hmm. and then there's a rock in the way you'll slide until you hit that rock so you can't like start and stop your character you're basing your movements on making like individual like i know you're talking about that kind of like top down isometric kind of puzzle thing Uh, that's just kind of that element to it but there's different ways to kill people most of it is involving just trying to run into them, but you can actually like scare a counselor and trick them into running the other way. And then they'll trip and fall in a campfire and that's Uh-oh. how they die or, or fall down a hole that's got like spikes on it or something. But it's just like eight bit and blocky and kind of cartoony. That's interesting. It's a really neat, uh, uh, really neat game. That uh, studio that made it is uh, Blue Wizard Digital. They have a, a fucking ton of other titles that I'd never heard of. They actually said that they had a game that's really similar to this, but they had the licensing for Friday the 13th. So the killer that you played as would have been Jason Voorhees, but it's like almost exactly the same type of game. I guess whenever they lost the license, the game was done or whatever. They thought they would just kind of like make their own spoof of it. And they made their own game. And it actually has like DLC shit that you can add in to get more, killers and stuff in there that they've kind of created different killers that have different ways of movement and whatnot too. Um, but it's been pretty fun. I'm, I'm a little bit uh, into that game, probably like three chapters or so in. And it's cool because like once you complete like a chapter, uh, say for example, the first one is slay away camp and it looks like an old school VHS tape that you'll click on on like the thing mm-hmm. you'll finish it. And the second one will be up there and it looks like it's in a video store. So you see the VHS and it says slay away camp to the return or something like that. And you'll click on that's your next chapter. So every chapter is like, like the, like the fucking Friday the 13th, yeah. uh, Jason takes Manhattan kind of yeah. a thing. Yeah. That kind of a sequel named down to it and whatnot. Um, and then the last game that I've been playing, uh, is uh, katana zero. And that came out probably about a year and a half ago. It's a 2D action platformer that's kind of like a neo-noir cyberpunky type based thing. But your character is very much a like a old school, almost kind of like Samurai Jack, like just an old school like samurai robed person. Mm-hmm. But he's got kind of like a 
one eye is kind of pr- covered up and he's got like this like cybernetic eye. Um, and the whole premise of the game is it's a really quick, fast paced 2d action platformer where like one hit kills either you or the enemy. And you have to kind of time, uh, specific ways to go through these instances. So for example, like the levels will start off and it's like your character basically says, how am I going to do this? And then you're playing as that character and you're watching these enemies kind of walk in between these corridors. You can see kind of the whole level as it goes on. And then you're kind of like dig dugging your way up to get to the enemies and trying to figure out how you're going to get up there and attack and kill the enemy quick before they can turn around and shoot you. Whether it be like, oh, I'm going to pick up this potted plant on this floor and mm-hmm. then take the elevator up. And then as soon as I get out, I'll fucking throw the potted plant at their face that. and then to distract them and then slash them, you know, shit like planning. that. And then, uh, if you screw up or at the end of the level, if there's something that you could have done better, you can actually rewind time to kind of fix specific aspects of it. But it's also uh, the whole like story that's kind of to it is you're going through these missions and you're doing all of these different things to kill these people as a contract killer. But you also don't really remember your past because you've woke up as this person that's a new contract killer and you're trying to kind of discover your past by going through all of these hmm. kills. Mm-hmm. Um and it's from uh, that's Devolver Digital, which I mean, they made fucking so much shit that amazing indie titles like uh, Fall Guys, that newer, the ga- yeah. newer game that's out. That's them. Uh, Carry On, that game that I talked about uh, a couple of times uh, a couple of weeks back, which was the uh, the reverse horror game where mm-hmm. you just play as the the creature. Um, Hotline Miami, Enter the Gungeon, all that stuff is all Devolver Digital. But yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been playing. Very cool. I tried out uh, the Genshin Impact. Um, yeah, I've got it downloaded, but I haven't got to get into it. I got it over here on PC. I tried it out. I uh, It's on it, Switch, too, right? It's on everything? It's uh, not on Xbox, I know. Is it oh, okay. On, it's is on it PlayStation. On yeah, that's why I played okay. it on. Yeah. Uh, it's on mobile. It's on Switch. It's on nice. PC. Yeah, I guess maybe the only thing is not on Xbox. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's I the way it was sold to me was like, Hey, there's this game out. Uh, it's like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's that's like, that. That is a, like its number one selling point. That's why I downloaded it. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. That's it's like, cool. hey, it's like free Breath of the Wild. And I, <laughs> I played like the first level, and I liked the the controls seemed cool. The it reminded me a little bit of uh, oh, uh, is it uh, Dungeon Quest, Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest? Thanks. Like art uh, style wise, maybe a little bit, but like really, like the animation was really close to. Breath of the Wild, though, still. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like that was really close to that. Uh, but maybe the creatures remind me a little bit of Dragon Quest sure. uh, on that. And uh, like I said, playability, the story seemed like it was cool. Uh, I stopped, and the only reason I stopped is because I haven't beat Breath of the Wild. So I was like, why am I going to play this version of Breath of the Wild when I can go <laughs> play Breath of the Wild? Um, but I dig it. I, I, I get why people like it. It's uh, crazy, though, too, because, I mean, you got to think about it like, I, I know that I think like this game, you get a bunch of different new subsets of abilities that are some of them are similar to what you would get as Link. I mean, a lot of it seems like this company that made Genshin Impact like kind of mimicked off of a lot of that shit, yeah. not only just art style wise, but I mean, design wise, playability wise yeah. and stuff, too. But there's some other stuff that's in there that you'll probably be like. Oh, why can't I dash or something like that? You'll be like, <laughs> right. oh, I'm Link now. The, yeah. You're on those moves. <laughs> uh, but the overall i mean it seems like it's very popular and yeah and, and uh it's getting really picked up and i don't 
it doesn't seem like you have to spend any money to do anything. Like I'm sure you can get little bundles and packages. Yeah, it's and probably an yeah, I was gonna say it's probably just all microtransactions. I know people who've played hours of it and haven't yeah. dropped a single dime on it. I'm like, holy shit! Like that's awesome. Uh, but I've got I've got a, a couple of friends that are that's like their game that they're playing right now. So cool. It's it's a a, a thing for sure. Um, and then I also played a little demo for a game that's out by now uh, of Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memories. Mom! Mom! Uh, you cannot tell me that that was an accident. Right? It's not. <laughs> the Master of Masters. Yes. Melody of Memories. Um, and you have not played the demo, right? Correct? I have not, no. Um, I've got the demo for that downloaded and then the demo for, uh, what did I tell you? the uh Zelda oh, for Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors the but, Age uh, of Calamity. Uh so this is I dig it. I dig it. I'm not a big rhythm game fan. Uh and that part of it I got like kind of takes a little getting used to. Sure. Uh it's weird because you use uh L2 R2 and X as your things and but it doesn't matter which one's which. Like you've got three lanes you're managing but you don't have to manage them individually like it's just oh you've got one person in one of your lanes hit one of your three buttons oh okay and if you've got two people at the same time you hit two of them you got three you gotta hit all three and so but they're not managed individually like it's not like l1 i was thinking it was gonna be more like that yeah i was gonna think it was kind of like almost guitar here yeah that's how i thought originally You'd be like oh i gotta hit l l2 or whatever to to bump over here and hit this one and stuff kind of a thing that's kind of unique to do it that way it's i guess maybe easier like i would imagine like if you're trying to go for a wide array of audience which they are with their availability I i wonder if they do have a mode though that's kind of similar to like I haven't that seen kind of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a they have a like hard a mode, thing. but it's just fucking hard. It's just but a it's, lot of enemies yeah. <laughs> and a lot of fast changing back and forth shit. But it's still, but you're still managing all the same buttons. Yeah, I got you. And whatnot. Uh, the interface is great. I'm a big interface nerd, so like I really like the fact that you can, uh, you can sort them all by the game that the song has come into, or you can sort them all by difficulty mode, or you can sort them by like another thing. I can't remember, but there's like three different areas that you can do that through. Uh, the cover or the the main screen of it has Sora sitting on his throne and Kyrie sleeping in her chair. Uh, so what's the uh, what's the cost after a full um, re- retail? Oh gosh, I don't remember. Is it forty? I pre-ordered it so long ago at this point. I didn't think it was sixty. Is it? Ugh, I don't know. Okay, it I could couldn't be. remember off. The it top could of be my sixty. Head. I'll look it up. Um, but it is. Uh, I find it to be a greatest hits kind of vibe, like. Like not even in a song kind of like greatest hits thing, but like But also in the song sense. In this in the songs for sure. But like Did you play simple and clean? I I can't remember if it was on there. <laughs> there were only three songs on there on the demo. Uh but the fact that you can bounce in and out of all the different worlds from all the different games uh just kind of gives you that vibe that you're kind of getting to play all these different um versions of songs. Sixty. It is a sixty dollar yep. price point. Yeah. Um so I in the art style wise, it just kind of falls suit with like a maybe a Kingdom Hearts two kind it's, of yeah. I mean, it's the same as like all the remaster. Like yeah, yeah. And I, I felt like it's it looks like that. Yeah, it doesn't. She's so sleepy. It doesn't really like jump out overly polished in a like uh, three kind of vibe. So that's why it was kind of led to believe I didn't know how much content it would have. And then at the same time, since it's not like a fully fledged out, like this is Kingdom Hearts three graphics shit. I didn't know if they were going to go with a full $60 price point or I 40. You. But I would say that a lot of They've times got a shit ton of songs on there, a lot of like off brand 
uh, square things. Not that this is off brand. I'm just saying like other RPGs that you would get from them that you would think like, surely this isn't a $60 price point because it's not a Final Fantasy or something like that. And it's totally a $60 price yeah. point. It just seems like a lot of Japanese titles have a tendency to do that. They're going to be like, hey, we, we're not going to short sell our stuff. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's a, a shit ton of songs that are going to be in this game. Oh, yeah, um, and a bunch of story, it seems like. There's going to be a lot of cutscenes, movies, and whatnot. Um, Whose boots are these? I just, I really dig the fact that you can go and visit all these worlds again, fight all these enemies again. There were like some enemies from Dream Drop Distance, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about those guys. Or uh, like, um, what was it? Um, what's the one with Aqua and Ventus? Oh, uh, birth, uh, by, birth sleep. by sleep. Yeah, the the creatures in there because you go through uh, Sleeping like, Beauties. So as it's coming up, you have to do it whenever it's going through the ring. Uh, I don't think the ring really plays much into okay. the gameplay, at least the levels that I played. I didn't uh, know if that's how it kind of like falls suit or. That what is one is. thing. Like the timing is one, is something that I have a hard time with because I don't. I'm not thinking of the game in a music sense. I'm thinking of the game in a is the enemy close enough for me to hit kind of sense. But and, is it like? It is music based though. Yeah, like in a, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be hitting everything like the dun 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 dun. dun. Like you're supposed to like yeah. hit on those beats and everything. I got you. Um, and I'm going okay. That guy's getting really close. I think I can hit him now. Like, what song? What song was that? Uh, I don't remember the titles of them. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I know there are titles to them. And then I've playing and been playing an unhealthy amount of uh, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. Unhealthy though? Yeah, not healthy. Why is it unhealthy? Um, because I realized that like I haven't been very productive the last couple weeks because I've oh, just dude, been it's like, okay though. Been playing mobile game. Dude, and, uh, think about me whenever uh fucking Beyond Light comes out. I'm not gonna be able to talk about anything else <laughs> other than that. I uh December's fucking yeah. well done is gonna be real boring. I can't handle that. I uh I gotta be <laughs> I gotta do some creatives. Yeah. My uh my outlet needs a fix. Uh but I yeah, I got then real... call an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Uh you've been watching things? You know I have. What'd you watch? Shad, I watched Ghost Adventures Horror at Joe Exotic Zoo. <laughs> How was it? <laughs> oh, dude, any of it, the characters we've seen? It has everything that you wanted and more. Yeah. Yeah. It has it has Alan. Alan's there. Oh. <laughs> it has it has so many returning casts and characters. It's got a fucking douche with the ponytail and the glasses that looks like he listens to Hell Yeah all the time. Uh, what's his name uh, that took over Joe's zoo? Oh, Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb. Yep, that guy. Uh, uh, the other guy with the long hair and the limp. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> it's got horses pissing. <laughs> it's got. I wanted to mention that because that's that was a highlight of the episode. Really? Yeah, that's quality content. <laughs> it's got a penis pump that Zach Bagans accidentally holds onto and doesn't realize what he's holding onto. <laughs> uh, and it's got them talking to uh, uh, Joe's uh, boyfriend that or oh. husband that shot himself and killed himself. Yeah. So we're we're back to talking to talking about him and talking to him. That's that's great that they were able to like catch his ghost. They actually had uh just as like a kind of a like we want to kind of check out some stuff out here on the grounds and whatnot. They had a canine like unit yeah. come out to try and see because they didn't know they they had talked about there being potential of other bodies being out there mm-hmm. at one point in time because they had talked to people about some other instances that had gone out out of the out of the zoo. So they actually had a canine unit come through 
and they sniffed out this area that used to be an old, I think, alligator pond, they said. Mm-hmm. And they they smelled down there and they, they they these dogs are bred specifically to differentiate between, you know, like animal remains, yeah. human remains and stuff. So they actually ended up at, on on the episode watching like they they pump out the pond completely. They start digging. Um, they don't end up finding any. They find bones, but they they are convinced they're not actual human remains. I see. And this um, is what picked up media coverage early on in the year. Uh, was was that? Yes, yeah, it was um, correlated with that. Was, and was, they, the K nine unit, like closer toward the end of the episode, they they talked about it because this this unit was a group that does train these dogs that worked with like the ghost adventures crew kind of a thing. They're not t- tied specifically to the police, but I see. they do help out the police. Obviously they're ghost dogs, they're ghost dogs. They're, they're just sniffing out ghosts. <laughs> um, so they talked to that group because they, the police wanted to stop digging. They felt like there was no evidence there. They actually had the dogs come back and sniff and they found like in the same area, it was just like, maybe they didn't dig deep enough kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, so they went out there and they said they're going to take them out there another time and try and see if they can't get the police to come out. And then that was like, like I said, close toward the end of the episode. That didn't happen. The horse piss part happened where they went inside Joel's old house and nobody, that house basically is kind of like a condemned property. Now Jeff Lowe doesn't live there. All the other people that are on the property have their own trailers and everything else they lived in. So they just kind of let the animals piss and shit and trash or whatever in there. But for whatever reason, they felt the need because they have like those little snippets. Uh, you've watched Ghost Adventures Mm-mm. before, not at all. No, okay. So there's not like, interested at all. <laughs> so for example, like there's there's points in time where they'll be talking about something and they'll have kind of like a real actors come in and portray specific scenes, oh, like a reenactment, like kind of in a way. Okay. And it was like they were talking about reenactment of something that was going on inside there, and they'll do like you know just steady shots of different parts of the house and stuff while they're just kind of narrating over it. And at one point in time, they were talking about the horses. They were talking about different things that are out there on the property and it pans over. And then all of a sudden there's just a horse letting out just a massive amount of piss just on screen. It was just like, they could have cut that. They yeah, decided, they, they decided to put it in a choice for some reason. That was somebody's choice to let it. We just <laughs> full on watched a horse just piss all over this fucking place. And that's something we had to watch. So that was the, that was the thing. Um, but yeah, it was it was a cool episode. Um, I mean, wh- whether it was true or not is neither here nor there. It was just a fun, entertaining time, yeah. regardless. And it was nice and neat to see those characters come back in yeah. a way that I didn't think would ever happen. It was a wild mashup. <laughs> yeah, it's really. Like Transformers and GI Joe together. It's yeah. like that doesn't really yeah. make sense, but okay. And like let's do nobody it. really. I I would have never been like you know what really would have gone well at the tail end of Joe exotic, you know, tiger King special and stuff like that. It's just, I think that those guys would mesh really well with the ghost adventures crew. <laughs> and, you know, it really did. Uh, it made for like I said, an interesting, really fun episode. And, you know, I don't regret it, but <laughs> watching it, but at the same time, I think the biggest highlight was just, they chose to put horse piss in there for some reason. Yes. <laughs> uh, I watched the first episode of Haunting a Blind Manor. That's as far as we were able to yeah. get on it. Um, I've enjoyed it so far. I like getting back into the familiarity with some of these reoccurring characters yeah. some in these different kind of formats. Let's uh, wait to talk about it then as a whole because I have I have finished it. Sure. And I've got a lot of thoughts about it because a lot of people Little don't. Thoughties. Yeah. They don't like uh, it? A lot, I've heard uh, negatives. Really? A lot of negatives. A lot of film negatives. I, like, uh, I, I liked uh, I liked the... 
overtly Britishness of the kids at first. Yeah. And then it kind of dials back a little bit the tail end of the episode. Because um, they start out with like a monocle and like hip hip cheery. It seems like that. Like whenever <laughs> uh whenever the the lead chick, I can't think of her name right off the top of my head. We'll the, call her the, Bly. Na- the nanny. She goes to Bly and she comes up to the girl outside of the pond and she turns around. And she's just like, Oh, you startled me. And then she's just like, everything is sim- uh, simple, wonderfully splendid, or whatever. She says it like forty thousand times in that episode. <laughs> And then it's just like a really big twist where like all of a sudden the kids start getting slightly creepy and they're like, now we're locking you in a closet. And then now this is happening and it's just like, (laughs) what the fuck? All of a sudden it was just like a weird twist, but I enjoy it so far. Yeah. Uh, And I hit it up again. And I like it a lot. The last thing I figured we would probably both talk about uh, a little bit uh, at length, which would be uh, season two, episode one of the Mandalorian titled the Marshall. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk Featuring uh, sex walking <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> Big, the, the, the show's biggest fan, and not like he's a fan of the show, but we're a fan of him. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you watch it? Woo doggy. Yeah, absolutely. It was a really cool episode. Was really good. This was, I I dare say, the most amount of sand people we've ever had in a Star Wars in an anything. anything. <laughs> And uh, I didn't mind it. I thought it was kind of cool, like I, because I told Mandy when at, before the interaction starts happening, where it's yeah. like we have to band together, kind of a thing. Yeah, you see him prior to even going to uh, what's the name of the town? Uh, most, uh, most whatever. Uh, uh, the p word. Yeah, the abandoned town yeah. that's supposedly abandoned, but, the, Petra, but there's people there. Yeah, it's a the old mine town, and uh. He he's like stopped at one point in time outside of a camp and he's yeah, talking to some yes, people. Yeah, and I told Mandy was while we was watching it, and I was just like. Oh, that's weird. I was like, and like nobody ever talks to sand people because sand people like fucking hate everybody that's yeah. not a sand person. Yeah. I was like, so that's kind of cool that that happened. Yeah. And then it played like a huge part for the yeah. rest of the they episode. They kind of uh, humanized them a little bit in like, not yeah. in like a, they're a human, but like made them not just a, a villain. A, a, a yeah. Savage like he was a, he was full on able to translate for them. And it was yeah. almost like sand people are in this world to me anyway at this point now i see them almost kind of like native americans yeah absolutely they seem like that kind of like we're going to use every resource from everything we're these kind of people we live off the land we keep to ourselves because you know we were here first and when they're violent towards people it's because they took their land or they took their yeah yeah it has something to do with something there's no reason just to do it for whatever reason Mm -hmm. yeah um i really enjoyed uh I really enjoyed this return though. It, was, it seems like it'd been forever, but at the same time, after I was watching like the recap at the beginning, it seemed like I was just like, uh, this is just like fucking yeah. yesterday that I watched this, but it wasn't. Uh, yeah, then I, I like that. We, we kind of, we get the Timothy Oliphant's character. The marshal yeah. uh, is wearing Boba Fett armor when you first meet yep. him. And uh, you kind of go, is that that's Boba Fett. That's at least his armor. Like he's Boba Fett, but he's a like, lot taller than what I thought. Boba kind of skinny, and like, his neck's kind of sticking out of the armor underneath. Has, yeah, he's wearing like a weird, like red turtleneck underneath it. Like, and then you you kind of, and then he takes the helmet off, and, and you're, you're like, just like, oh. well, no, yeah, that doesn't happen. So yeah, that's not that's not a Mando thing to do. But that, that's cool that like they they kind of give you the sense that yeah. all through it that they you know perhaps Boba Fett passed and that the Jawas had claimed the armor yeah. and uh and then just sold it off or I mean didn't sell it off. Eventually you get to know that he traded it for yeah. his crystals. crystals. 
uh, and and all of that, and then kind of gets to play the I'm a, I'm a badass uh, coming through town to to get the bad guys away, uh, scare them away because they don't even want to like deal with Timothy it. Timothy Oliphant and over half of his roles right. are spaghetti western. I'm in, in a, <laughs> I'm in Deadwood now. I'm in Justified now. I'm the same guy, but I'm in space. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, and then they all team together, like you said. The, the I'm really uh, the way that they set it up for him and for this character is very uh, reminiscent of what we had from our other returning characters from the first season. Yeah. So it makes me hopeful that you think we'll get maybe to see we'll him, like, get towards to the see, back end again. Maybe we'll get to see him teaming up with him and and the others to try and stop uh, Moth. Yeah, you know, like if that's like something that comes to fruition or whatever. Yeah, I think maybe we'll get that kind of a team up again. But yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful for that. It was really cool. Um, obviously the big thing, it was the tail end. That was the big cliffhanger mm-hmm. from this, uh, this episode leading to how, how many episodes will be out by the time this comes out, like um, two more. I don't know. I think we'll be on episode three. We'll have come out sure, by yeah. that point. In time, at I least think. that, yeah. Something to that effect was that we got to see watching, uh, watching our Mandalorian kind of go off on his speeder bike, heading back toward, uh, the over, I guess by most Eisley. Yeah. Um, which is where the chick is at with yeah. the ship. Yeah, uh, we're repairing it with the pit, Amy, pit droid. Amy Sudeikis. Is. Yeah. Um, uh, we <laughs> see a person watching him with. It almost looks like a big ass version of a bowcaster. Like a, it looked like he had like a yeah a blaster like crossed on one side, and then it would look like just a regular bow. Well, we've seen that before. Like that. I'm trying to think who had one of those. I think like one of. Jabba's guards had one of those, like the stick with like the curve on it with the spike. Yeah. Um, I distinctly have a toy of that. I don't know. Okay. I think it's from like one of Jabba's guards. Okay. Uh, is where that comes from. Which would make sense seeing as how it's Boba Fett. We think, right? I, I mean, I'm assuming so. <laughs> because we also know that there are clones still alive. Yeah, but I'm like Rex I'm in the kinda, game. I'm going to go ahead and think that this is probably <laughs> Boba Fett. <laughs> I was like, what if this is a redirect and it's just a clone and and it all that would goes- be really fucky to do. But at the same time, I'm gonna go ahead and say, like, dude doesn't have any armor on or anything like that. Yeah. He's just dressed like he, you know, like a Mandalorian that's just like at the end of season one, whenever they all have their armor and they all have it at the end of you know, all mm-hmm. the armor has all of that armor and they say they, they've gone their separate ways, they're not wearing their stuff because they're not following like the Mandalorian yeah. whatever code Krita anymore. And that they're living their own lives now. They're doing what they they're just out amongst the universe yeah. and nobody knows that they're Mandalorians. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's kind of almost kind of similar to that in a way. Or do you think is is Boba <laughs> if if indeed that is Boba, which I'm sure it is, um <laughs> is he has he been looking for his armor? Did he have to slip out of it to escape the Sarlacc? And he doesn't know where his armor has been. He's been searching for it. What if the Sarlacc that the that the Kray Dragon ate was the Sarlacc that was that? That's yes. how they tie all that shit together. <laughs> well, that's what I thought about too. Was like, well, he lives in a Sarlacc hole. Why is there why is there no Sarlacc? Well, he ate the yeah. Sarlacc. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I wonder if like what he ate and stuff. And he was just like, ah, finally, I can get out now. Yeah, that was just like. As big as a sarlacc could be, I was just like the crate. Obviously, it's massive giant, at the same yeah. time, but I was just like, it's not as big as the sarlacc, though. How yeah. did it eat it? Yeah, unless it's because a sarlacc has to like root into the ground yeah. like that, like or it really like does. it just ate it from the it base, just goes like fucking up from the bottom yeah. and just like eats it from the tail up, fuck it up from the bottom. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it definitely leads to like. How long I went my my also my curiosity is is this 
because we also have the the Moff Gideon yeah. issue. So like, how much of this season? There's so much shit that's gonna go on in this yeah. season. You're introducing Boba Fett. You know yeah. that you're introducing Jedi with like Ahsoka yeah. and everything, and you've got your Gideon problem still. Like, what all is gonna happen before yeah. we went into season one? Going, I don't know what's gonna happen. I have no clue at all. Yeah. You get to the end of episode one, you're like, cool, he's got a Yoda. And like, yeah. that's it. That's all you knew. Yeah. At the beginning of this, you know a lot of shit at the begin- at the end of the first episode. You're just like, okay, well, remnants of the Empire are chasing after you. Yeah. You have a you have a Yoda-like uh, kindred thing yes. that you have to get back to Jedi. Oh, Jedi are here now. Yeah. So we're going to eventually see that. Oh, Boba Fett? <laughs> okay, cool. Like, it's just like now you're worrying about 40 fucking thousand things yes. zeroing in on this one guy. Yeah, like you almost would have been in like... In the shiniest fucking armor ever. <laughs> don't we have... Shouldn't we have waited maybe to look... Like, what do they have planned for... Because they've already started writing three. Yeah. So it's like, what do they have planned for three if they were willing to throw all of that shit into two? I don't know. Not unless, like, maybe maybe the focal point of this is going like maybe the Gideon stuff kind of light leads into the end of this one. Yeah. Maybe that'll kind of have a back seat to kind of lead way to like, I have to try and find these Jedi. And maybe this season is about him trying to find the Jedi. And then he kind of gets like fucking jacked from the side while he's about to finally get there or yeah. something. Well, it's like, so Boba, and as far as we know, doesn't have a ship, doesn't have much of anything. Otherwise, why is he still on Tatooine unless he's been looking for his armor? <laughs> Yeah, and, so what? So what's what, he going to do? What would have do? happened to the slave one at that point in time? Yeah, I guess the. I mean, if I mean, Jabba would have taken and parted it for sure. Well, Jabba's dead. Oh, that's true. Jabba was dead at the end of yeah, Jedi. That's what I'm also. saying. So that's what I meant. Like, I guess somebody, somebody would have probably that shit. parted it or, or, or sold, sold it, it yeah. in general or whatever. It would just be weird if we saw now, like we we seen the man, that Boba Fett's armor, and then. Later on, we see like somebody else piloting the slave one. It's just like all leading up yeah. to like eventually a confrontation, and he's just like slowly piecing his own gear back together yes. based on what our Mandalorian's doing, yeah. trying to do it. And he just like smacks him from the back of the head. He's just like, "Thanks for my stuff." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, how long can this can that kind of tense relationship between the two of them go, um, or will that be how we get back to Tatooine, where we get? That how we loop Timothy Alpha back like, in how is, is because how is uh is that gonna be like is the is a relationship between Boba Fett and our Mandalorian gonna be tense or are they gonna be kindred? Um, I don't you know, know what I mean. It's gonna be like he spent it, his end part of his life as we knew it, Boba Fett. I'm yeah. talking about you know not he wasn't really coalescing like coalescing with the Order anymore. Yeah, like he didn't try to find like the rest of the Mandos. He just was kind of doing his own fucking thing, yeah. taking his own. I guess bounties. it just depends on whether like Boba... all of his bounties were all directly through the Empire, closer toward yeah. the end too. So I it's mean, whether, he wasn't working with anybody else. Whether either of them perceive each other as a threat, I guess it's really yeah. it's how it, it. Like if Boba goes up and goes, "Hey, dude, that's my armor. I was a Mandalorian." He'll be like, "Okay, cool. Here you go." Like maybe that's all it is, but maybe it's like punch you in the face. That's my armor, and now they're fighting. Yeah, like well, I mean, I, I would assume it's probably going to have to be that at first because more he, punch in the face you know what i mean like it'll probably just be like trying to take it and then Bo and then mandalorian not knowing who boba fett is yeah right away until he sees the way that he fights or something like yeah. that and he's just like eventually maybe he's just like obviously you are a mandalorian you know how to fight like we fight yeah kind of a thing i, I don't really know yeah but really fucking cool i like what else have you watched um a lot 
Uh, Borat 2. I guess you haven't watched Borat 2 yet. No, I have not. Oh, dude. It's it's a great time. I heard it was a good time. You, uh, you're missing heard, out. I heard a lot of people uh, were talking shit on it, too. Yeah, really? Probably more on the Republican side. Of oh, things. I gotcha. I think that they were a little butthurt about some of the stuff that happened. Hmm. I... Uh, I like that he is, uh, that uh, Sasha Baron Conan is, uh, I guess, grown into over the years more of an activist role. Yeah. Um, and not just a comedian, but I know definitely bringing light to things. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that the media coverage that about uh, Giuliani was a little. Uh, a little over the top for what was actually portrayed. If you yeah. actually saw what it was, um, I mean, it, it was, was something that was just like he. They said that he was accused of like, like he was like tucking his shirt back in his pants, and it made it look like he was getting blown by somebody or no, something like that. Or whatever. he had a like he was mic'd, and okay. uh, the the girl that plays Borat's daughter in there was like supposed to be like interviewing him and setting him up to like to go down not like setting him up that's not that's the wrong she was trying to get to giuliani the whole thing was that they were trying to give borat was trying to give his daughter to a high political figure yeah, in yeah. order to make peace with for uh, cog extent yeah, yeah yeah so they were trying to it was a gift uh because originally there was another gift and that didn't work out well i won't spoil it okay uh there was originally another gift that borat was sent to america to give to uh michael pence oh and and that gift didn't pan out and so the daughter became the gift okay um through that and then that was the whole story is like trying to make her pretty and have her understand how to be a woman and all that throughout uh, the movie is like we got to get her prepped and ready to be a gift to Michael Pence, kind of like uh, a like a like a old school like '90s teen movie. Like we've got to make the girl pretty so that way she can get to dance with the <laughs> football so. player. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it it goes uh, all kinds of uh, different directions besides good, as you can imagine. Oh yeah. Um, and then like their last ditch effort is to. Uh, give her to Giuliani and uh, and he he lays back on his back to tuck in his shirt in the hotel room uh -huh. uh, while she's around him and like he's giving himself the option that if she wanted to make a move he was making himself vulnerable for it was like what it seemed like he was actually doing sure. but I think the media kind of made it like they just spun it you know, like hardcore yeah. and uh I'm all for people being villains who are villains, but don't fudge it. He's bad enough as he is by himself. You don't sure. have to make it any worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing like, I mean, he was trying to get blown by uh, by a, a, a girl he didn't know the age of, but like he wasn't getting his dick out and he didn't try <laughs> to like, he wasn't masturbating. Like there were some were like, oh, he put his hands down his pants to touch his dick. And I was like, no, he was tucking in his shirt, but he was laying on his belly to tuck his shirt in. And that doesn't seem like something you normally have to do. Unless you're Giuliani. <laughs> I'm doing the old Giuliani tuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched the Vavitch. Oh, yeah. Finally. After so long, it's been out for like three, four years. It was a weird movie. Or whatever. Uh, it was good. Yeah. yeah. I liked I liked the vibe. I liked uh, the fact that... I felt like... 
after watching it, I really enjoyed the vibe throughout the entire thing. But I thought like the ult- penultimate payoff at the very end of kind of like leading up to everything, it didn't really hit as hard as I was kind of thinking it was going to, to me. Anyway. To like her just kind of just getting into being a witch instead Basically, of... Basically, yeah. Like her whole family died. She might as well just be a witch already instead. Like, yeah, it's yeah, kind it's of just, just a, a kind of like, well, I guess I'll just go do this instead. Yeah. I, it was a very well done movie. I thought yeah. it was really well. I liked it better than the lighthouse, which was the same dude. Uh, yeah. Made that. Yeah. Uh, lighthouse was hard to swallow. Just in general. You haven't seen that yet. I haven't you? watched it yet. Oh. I think it's on prime. Yeah. Now, it is. If I'm not mistaken, I, yeah. I, I added it to my, my playlist or whatever on my watch list, but haven't got to it it's yet. It's good, but I liked. The, I was more, uh, more engaged by it's the. It's kind of like I, I feel like maybe going into the lighthouse that this guy definitely has a style that he sh- that he wants to go with. Sure, yeah, I get like that. A, kind of a direction as far as that goes. They're uh, they're they're individually different. Like, well, yeah. Uh, in like, it's not like oh, that's all the same kind of thing. But sure. Some of the ideas I think were a little more fleshed out on the on the witch. Cool. I guess the the Vavich, whatever you want to call it. Um, been watching a lot of Ten Things You Don't Know, which is uh, an an older, uh, not old, but like probably five six years ago show um, on History Channel on okay. H two. I guess maybe it was on on the second one. Um, I got the the History Vault uh, a while back on one of the Amazon Prime channels, and uh, I only strictly for this show because it's Henry Rollins' uh, history show that he did for a couple seasons. Cool. And uh, so I've just been catching, uh, watching that. I like history stuff. History. You like history stuff? Um, sometimes. Yeah. If you if it's delivered by the right. If it's uh, delivered by Henry Rollins. If it's, deli- it's, in, it's if it. anything is delivered if, by Henry Rollins. Oh, dude, I would what if it. it was, what if it was 10 things, you know, hosted by Bobcat Goldwith, but he does like the old school Bobcat Goldwith voice. <laughs> I'd be aware. It would, I would watch it, but. Uh, I but, like the way that Henry approaches stuff. Like Henry could, wa- if Henry made a ghost show, I'd watch it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm in 2021, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if he would, you don't think so. I don't think he could handle the, like, it would have to be like straight. You would know that it was legit. Like, well, I mean, it would almost be like, because I mean, the cool thing about like a lot of some of the stuff that's on the travel channel, not ghost adventures, but I'm talking about some of the other ones, like, like one of the shows, like most terrifying places in America. Yeah. It's literally talking about, yeah. uh, specific things that are like, People might have seen what they call call our quote unquote hauntings and yeah. sightings and stuff like that, but majority of it's just like literally telling you about the history of this, and then be like, "Hey, this was a triple homicide. This is what happened," kind of yeah. a thing. Like listening to like a really good ID channel kind yeah. of a shit, and knowing like, "Hey, this is the history about this kind of a thing," and then like eventually it's like, "Did somebody see this ghost here? Yeah. This apparition that could be John Abbott or <laughs> something like that?" Yeah, you know what I mean, like, but. I like those kind of shows probably a little bit more than I do Ghost Adventures. For anyways, sure. Ghost Adventures is just kind of a silly goose good time because it's it's uh, just the way they act on. Sm- we we make fun of their shit constantly <laughs> in the house just just doing it because it's just I don't know it's a fun bit to do. Um, uh, Walking Dead strong. I've been uh, enjoying Fear the Walking Dead's currently on and Walking Dead the World Beyond or World Beyond not the World Beyond. How is World Beyond? It's good. It's it's interesting. Um, I like the idea that they're doing some like major world building with this show. Like Fear yeah. the Walking Dead was just like, here's another spot where we also have outbreak. Yeah. This is in the future, so many years, and uh civilization starting to build back together. They're still dealing with 
zombies beyond walls because i remember seeing like some of the ads maybe there was like school and stuff like that even going yeah, on school, and stuff like shit. like they're too. wearing like regular clothes they've got electricity yeah. like the kids that are in this show don't know anything about the world beyond the walls essentially kind of gotcha thing. i didn't mean that to actually tie in the name of the show uh but it just kind of happened that way uh but i guess that's what i mean by world beyond uh but yeah. so is this like attack on titan but it's in it's in it is a little bit um but there's like three civilizations that exist and uh there's this organization that is kind of organization 13 it's organization 13 it's Shit. headed by this guy named xehanort uh, no, uh, <laughs> the most ambitious crossover. <laughs> we see like um, these emblems at the starting in Walking Dead, like a, a season ago or so. And it's like three rings kind of overlapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're on these helicopters. Yeah, that are. And so there's this. I can't name the remember the name of the organization, but they kind of run these three civilizations in World Beyond. One of them is like their main headquarters, and we haven't seen that yet. It's like in New York, I think is where that is and that's where the kids are actually going now they've broken out of the walls so like whenever they go and you find out that those are the people that picked up rick or whatever yeah, so those are the so same people that picked you're up you're led rick. to believe that he might be in like new york city potentially potentially now or so we could see crossover maybe i don't know yeah. uh in that sense and then that all ties together with fear the walking dead there's a, a like a, a a tanker not a tanker uh like a big armored car that they've been driving around for the last two seasons that has that exact same emblem on it also. And so I'm wondering if we're going to find out that there's going to be a lot of conspiracy shit with this organization and whether or not they existed before the zombie apocalypse even happened. That'd be kind of cool. And the fact that maybe they planned Like they this, were the ones that could maybe have triggered they instigated it. it. Yeah. yeah. So like there, it's almost like, and it, and stepped in immediately as like the secondary government after they collapse the entire world kind of yeah. thing. And that's what I think everything's leading up to. I know I say it a lot, but that's some metal gear shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Is it>? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I don't, I don't foresee uh, the anthology series that they're talking about sure. really diving into that super a lot. Just watch the first season of walking dead again. Yeah. Like the, of the regular walking yeah, yeah. dead, the, like the six episodes. Uh-huh. It's really good. Uh, and uh Nobody knew what they were doing at that point. Like what it was going to lead to is just like, yeah. uh, but I miss Glenn's character the way that it was like Glenn was a way cooler as like a smart ass, like young guy than yeah. what he actually became. I think it's that way though in the comic book still too. I mean, yeah. he was still somewhat kind of snarky to a certain extent and whatnot. But I mean, once he got around Maggie, got around the group like and Maggie stuff like that, he started kind of like, him a bit, yeah, for sure. Kind of leveled him out. Yeah. I, I think that, that, that character arc flushed itself out pretty true to the comics. Yeah. They dropped the in bomb quite a bit in that first season of, uh, of, of the first Dead. one. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't, I, I like didn't, three I or four times like Merle drops it. And like, Oh, that seems appropriate though. <laughs> I didn't really kind of like caught me off guard. I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so walking dead. And then, um, I got a Chromecast. Oh, with really? Google TV. Oh, you got the the remote boy? Oh, I love it. You do? It is the best thing. You like it more than Roku. I like it more than Roku. Oh my god, Shad. Like you're an adult now. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like we st- I still have like all of the TVs in, yeah, yeah. in my home have Roku, but sure. I love the Chromecast with Absolutely. Google TV. I don't love a regular Chromecast cuz I own one. Yeah. And they're shit. But the Chromecast with Google TV 
uh, is the greatest thing. Sure. Uh, they really figured it out with that. Uh, it has, I, I love the fact that I have a wish list on my Google store, like of like shows and shit. And it tells me what apps have that. So I don't have to pay for them. Nice. Uh, so it's like, oh, I wanted to watch uh, Metallica through the never uh-huh. uh, that like movie. They did yeah, yeah, a yeah. concert and a movie at the same time. And uh, it's been on my wish list for forever because it's like, oh, I'll, I'll watch that again. I haven't, I, I don't even know if I finished it before. And now that I've got that, it's like, oh, that's on Netflix. And I was like, no shit. So I, and you can click right through to it and it opens up your Netflix app and brings you right to it. The interface is great. It's like a mix between. Um, it's, a, it's the Android TV OS mixed with a new system that Google did. We talked about it whenever I was yeah, uh, yeah. last. Uh, it, last uh, but it episode. reminds me a lot of. Uh, of uh fire tv of like amazon's but yeah better like it's it's built a lot like that like the structure of it sure. is is laid out the same but they do a way better job handling it um the um uh, there's a lot of apps that are available i think the only one that i found that i regularly watch or have uh, on my roku that isn't available is the uh apple tv plus yeah app. that's the only one I did think they that, have uh do they still have the ability for casting and you can still cast, yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, which I dig because I did watch a concert Friday um, and was able to cast to it from my, not from my fucking iPhone, but I can no. uh, cast from my tablet, uh, which works. No, I think you fine. could do your iPhone if you if it had the ability to go to the App Store. I think there's like an AirPlay app that you can oh, get on there? there. Okay. I think you have to pay for, for it because there's one that does it, but you would be able to use the AirPlay directly dropping it onto Chromecast. Have you tried it before? Like, is it? Uh, yeah, they have the same one uh, that's on, uh, on know, Xbox's like console as well, too. So okay. anything that's from an Apple device on there, it costs like 20 bucks from oh, Microsoft's store. But if you have an Apple device and you're using that, you can drop anything on there using you. your Apple thing. And it just uses it like an Apple TV, basically, and, and, at that point. You find it to be pretty yeah, it's fine. good. I think it's. I think if you have to pay on on a Play Store, it's, it's cheaper, way cheaper than okay. that. But, I mean, it might be worth it if you're going to keep the yeah. Apple device for a while. Uh, probably for the year, I guess. I got another year. I don't want to break contract early. Uh, but then we also, uh, we have to say goodbye to a fallen soldier. Oh, no. Um, which, by the John way. John Rambo? Has, there is a Quibi app on the Google Chromecast with, or the Chromecast with Google TV. Like, you yeah. can go to the app and interface with it. Yeah. But Quibi uh, is leaving us this November. So it's not John Rambo. Uh, it's not John Rambo. Oh. But uh, I Quibied it up. I, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to before, like right before I got word that saw the articles that they were going to be yeah. closing up. I was like, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to watch. I really wanted to watch that show dummy with Anna Kendrick. Yes. Where she's like friends with the sex uh-huh. doll. Um, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get it. And, uh, and I got like my two weeks free and I started it up and really hit like watching things heavy. And, uh, and then shortly thereafter they announced, Hey, this is going to end. Um, and here's the date, which I think is December 1st is like the actual shutdown date. And then I got an email from Google, which is what my subscription was through. And they said, your subscription is going to end on November 6th. Whenever my, my, uh, uh, demo or whatever, what's it called? Your, Uh, your trial, my trial trial. Yeah. My trial period is up. I don't even get to pay for it for the rest of the month. If I wanted to, like it just ends. So like, (laughs) I was like, Oh shit, I guess like, I'm going to be done on the 6th of November, no matter what. <laughs> but I, uh, I've i tried to watch as many things as possible. Let's walk through a couple of them. Okay. Murder House Flip. Yes. Do you know about this show? Yes. Did you watch any of this no. show? You want to know what it's about? Do you know yes. what it's about? Yes. 
You know what it's about? Yes. Okay. So people buy houses where people died in them or uh-huh. murdered in them. And then they just put something nice in the house. Like, it's just, they tell you a weird story <laughs> about, like, how somebody, like, the first, uh, the first, like, three. I think the first, like, the nice thing. You they you said they put something nice in the house, and then they tell you a story. And it's just, like, there's blood stains everywhere. But look at these flowers. <laughs> no, it's, like, so in the way that they format this one is, like, um, three episodes make up one like visit to a house so it's kind of like a half hour show yeah they just break it up which this is episodically did you not realize this yeah. I didn't realize this. I did. so like after we talked about this is about like it. mini episodically. Like they took my idea and ran with it. Yeah. Um but didn't that was do it from with season one so people have to go back a little bit to find that episodically, idea. Episodically yeah absolutely um but so they split it up into three episodes and the first one they start is like this old couple, and they're like, "We bought this house, and this really old lady murdered three people in this house." Nice. And like, but murder like while she was old, she murdered them. Um, and like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what age you are; you can murder somebody. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought there was an age limit. I thought that it was like once you hit like sixty, you weren't able to like. It wasn't really murder; it was just like senile. Oh no! I'm sure if like Gacy was not ever caught he probably would have still Still done it whenever he was like fucking 80 uh but she was frail i was like how did she like even pick up a knife uh (laughs) they showed a picture of her um but they're like yeah she buried him in the backyard or whatever and then like how did she bury him in the backyard is more of a better question (laughs) than how did she hold the knife (laughs) but then like they're like oh that sucks let's build you a shed in the backyard instead and then they built her a nice shed or something and uh made her a nice little backyard area and not her not the old lady who killed the people (laughs) That's almost what it made it seem like. It did. Um, and so I was like, this show is dumb. I don't want any more of it. Uh, so I stopped. Cool. Most dangerous game. Yes. Based on like the most dangerous game, like where they like throw the, the guy on the island. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this was with uh, the Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. And um, I know the guy. I can't remember who it is now. I can't pick her picture in my face. But Liam Hemsworth's all that matters. Um, this was good. Yeah. It was really good. It was cool. like. Um, 12, 13 episodes. Um, and I watched it straight through. Like I watched it all the way through, uh, which turned out to be like a movie length, I guess. Yeah. Uh, by the time you do that, that's probably just how they shot it. I guess <laughs> they were just like, find breaks. <laughs> yeah. Just find little cuts. Uh, but I, I enjoyed the action. It was really good. The story was good. I was, I was actually surprised by that one. Cause I was like, I'm going to watch one episode. And I was like, I'm going to watch another episode. And I'm like, Fuck it, I'm gonna watch the whole thing tonight. And uh nice. so that was nice. Um, I'm telling you guys all about things that you can't watch anymore as of exactly like, like almost you've got like a week to watch this. Reno nine one one, watched all of that. Yep. Uh it was Reno nine one one. Absolutely. Which I laughed. I watched the whole first section of the season, like part one of season seven. Oh, I see. Uh The Expecting, which is like a, is. Is a horror uh show, which I was like, how does horror work in a in 10 minute increments? Yeah. It works. Yeah, I think um, Mandy said, "What is the fifty states of fright, fright or whatever on here?" Yeah, I watched that. Okay, I watched that. She uh, said she watched it. She likes that a lot. I didn't like it. She thought it was pretty cool. It I was had, uh, like a story per state, uh, and it was it was like three episodes for one story. Yeah, which I was like, I want if you're gonna sell me Quibi, I want one episode per state. <laughs> like I want to tell me a story in ten minutes, not tell me a story in thirty. Break it up and could you imagine? Increments. Like could you imagine? Like are you afraid of the dark? In 10 minutes. That's exactly what 50 States of Fright reminded me of. Was like yeah. it was it was Are You Afraid of the Dark level of like horror. horror. Yeah. With the with the good acting? 
No. No. <laughs> no, I said with the good acting because um, I was implying that oh, it was good same. acting. Similar Let me explain acting. my joke to you. <laughs> <laughs> Similar acting style as Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, but yeah, it was it was okay. It was an interesting concept. I just yeah. didn't really didn't flush out for me. Expecting was cool though. It was like uh this girl uh it wakes up in the woods naked and she's pregnant. She is pregnant. <gasps> And uh, can you tell me what else? Like, keep going. <laughs> no. How, how did she get pregnant? I just, I just, I just gathered by the title. <laughs> oh, she was pregnant oh, by point. a demon. No. A uh, Blair Witch. No. Tie in the Blair Witch. Uh, no, it's Alien actually. Oh shit. Uh, and uh, is it Gray? Rory Culkin is in it. He's oh, the boyfriend. Is that the one you like? Uh, no, Kieran. Kieran, I forget. Come on, get I'm your sorry. Culkin straight. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, is, it, is it still okay that I like Macaulay? Yeah, I like Macaulay. Okay. I like Macaulay. I just like Kieran better. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Macaulay at all. I just want to know that it's okay that I like Macaulay. Oh, I got you. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm verifying through you because that's the only way that I can live my it's life. It's approval. You need, yeah. You're seeking my approval Basically. for Culkin. Yeah. Culkin fandom. Um, yeah. Then I watched uh, Kirby Jenner. Kirby Jenner? Yeah, which is like, I guess this is a guy. He does like comedy stuff where he like pretends that he's a long lost twin to uh one of the jenner sisters oh okay <laughs> and he like inserts himself into oh, like photos I know this. And stuff. yeah i've seen that guy's like twitter page or something yeah. like that yeah. where he just puts it that's cool so he's got a tv show where he <laughs> does that but he also had like um one of the the one that he is supposedly the twin of uh-huh which uh i can't remember kylie yes i think it's kylie yeah um and so he's like he's twins with her they're actually on the show together. Like he's doing like bits with her where he's like modeling with her and whatnot yeah. in real life. So that's it, awesome. It was, it was okay. I watched a couple episodes of it. Okay. Um, Big Rad Wolf was a documentary. Documentaries are all right in like 10 minute segments. I yeah. realized I was like, I can handle that. Um, and I used to follow a page that was on YouTube that did, it was their, their goal was to go through like world war two footage from like beginning to end mm -hmm. kind of a thing of like known footage, but they were like, they could but only, they, bro do they broke it up to like 10 minute increments and stuff like that. So it'd be like, this is a, this is like from the months of. Like it starting in like 1939. Yeah. They're like, this is from the months of January to March. Oh, and that would cool. necessitate one episode. And he would do his voiceover kind of over like some over of the it. stuff about like, this is when the German forces were whatever. And it was like really old footage, yeah. scratchy footage and shit that you would watch. And he would just voice over it and talk about what was going on. At That's that time. awesome. Yeah. But this was about uh, American Apparel, like the, the clothing company, clothing company. Yeah. I guess like, the guy who ran American Apparel was gotten to like some really deep shit. Like was real like in like weird sexual like abuse like in the workplace kind of oh. shit. So it was kind of going through that. Um, let's see. Flipped was a really good show. Yeah, that was that one. I think we talked about a little bit. Yeah, before. I watched the first two or three episodes. Uh, watched the whole season. It was a it was a good time. Yeah. Um, and then nightgowns, which is a uh, no like idea. A, uh, a drag show kind okay. of a thing. It, it's really neat. Like it was a really neat little little thing there. But like uh, what is uh is legendary a drag? Is legendary drag? Oh, legendary is like dance. That's like the dance, dance model isn't stuff. There a, isn't there a, a drag show that's on Max as well? Something? I don't know. I thought that there was Could one be. that was like that. I think you're right. Similar to this because I remember seeing this one advertised. Now that you say it, yeah, I think that there was one that's on there. That's I like got gotcha. you. And, uh, I'm and getting then, the name mixed up. I know what legendary is now because yeah. it has the Legendary's couple of rappers awesome. that are on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it was it is Megan the Th Megan the Stallions on there? She's like the host or something, like one of the She's hosts. One of the main yeah. judges yeah. on there. Um, 
Dummy, like I said, is on there. Yeah. Don't, don't Look Deeper. That was another horror show that's on there. It was like more of like they've got robots and uh, you can uh, fuck them. And uh, this lady might be a robot. She didn't realize it. Uh, I didn't that she's it. getting fucked. <laughs> she might be. I don't know. We'll see how the season goes. She's getting fucked and it's going. <laughs> and she's like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Quibi, we barely knew ye. 2020 to Somebody's 2020. Somebody's going to buy it. Rip. <laughs> Somebody will buy it, I think. Buy it or buy like the shows. The content. The content. I think probably more the content. Who do you think would be a good uh, grab for that? We've talked about it before. I just, I think that if you wanted to keep Quibi alive, that Amazon's the best bet because they've got all the weird like yeah, channels like and shit. Of, like if they did something where it was like Amazon minis. Yeah. Or something like that. You know, like yeah. something to some other thing that would kind of like show that is yeah. a bite sized version Which, of things. Oddly enough, have you been on Hulu and they've got the bite sized Halloween stuff that they did? The like, Huluween shit. Huluween. Yeah. Like they were all like three minute like little yep. shows. Um, they were called bite sized something or other as well. Um, I didn't really dig those though. I didn't watch any. They're almost like a like I a saw little, that it was like, listed there. They reminded me of and not that they were horrible, but they just kind of reminded me of a, a class film project. Yeah. A little bit and just didn't really give me good quality when i'm like quibi gave me better quality than the bite size yeah uh, whatever then you know that it's really something cool but yeah what about music music shed we've got all kinds of stuff that has come out recently yeah yeah the past couple of weeks have been loaded ninja sex parties uh new album came out it is i think now i want to say this is their eighth studio album including the cover album ones that they've done okay titled the prophecy uh, it's, it's very good. I, the only, my only, uh, slight against it, I guess a little bit is that there is one song on it that is really fantastic. I like it a lot. It's like kind of like a high fantasy song called the mystic crystal. And, uh, but it's like 14 or 15 minutes long and it takes away from what could have potentially been a little bit more fuller of an album. If that makes sense. Like what maybe, if they didn't have any other songs though? Oh, I'm just saying like, you got to think like, a lot of other, I'm sure they could have come up with a couple other shit. I mean, there's there's some like dumb skits and stuff that they do on there that are really funny. But I'm just talking like typically a lot of like your ster- like your regular comedy songs are usually within you know like a two to three minute range. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Because you're trying to sell this joke kind of a thing about yeah. whatever you're talking about, and they could have easily filled in with another like two or three songs had that song not been in there. Now that like I said I, I, it's a really good song, but it's not the funniest thing they've ever written. It's more like kind of high fantasy and they're actually trying to do something a little bit I gotcha. slightly more serious, but it has a little bit of comedy aspect into it. Maybe that's what they're trying it out to see how people like it. They, so they, maybe they can do like yeah. a whole well, that, like that was kind of saga. Whole, I think that was kind of the whole point though, was with the point of them doing like the actual cover albums, like the under the covers, because mm-hmm. that was them trying to show that they have a serious side. They can really cover these songs, cover them very well. And then they don't have to worry about, you know, like the comedy albums are comedy albums. Yeah. The serious albums are like cover albums and stuff like that. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, maybe they're maybe they got some ideas and they're like, let's give them a taste and see how it goes. It, it, I think it went really well. The album sold really well. It, it was like number one on uh, the comedy iTunes charts for several weeks cool. until I think there's somebody somebody's comedy album that came out like last week or something like that. And it, it's what toppled it. But uh, it was it's really well run, really really well done. Uh, yeah, I did that <laughs> on purpose. Uh, Ludo, uh, the 
St. Louis-based band. Yeah, St. Louis-based band. Yeah. Uh, they released a new single for Halloween called Scare Me. Pretty good. Very spooky. I like spooky. Yeah. Uh, we got Nothing But Thieves. Their whole uh, mm. album came out called Moral Panic. You don't know Nothing But Thieves? I don't know. It kind of sounds familiar, but I thought it was a video game, so I might be wrong. No. I might not be, I might not be on the same page. No, maybe you're thinking. Thief of Thieves? No. Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is a game. Yeah, there we go. That's an Xbox game. <laughs> uh, none of these guys pirates. <laughs> these are not pirates unless they're, well, they are British. Uh, they're uh, all Andy. pirates. Yeah. I mean, a lot of pirates are British. All pirates are British. Yeah, I don't know of them there. I think there's American pirates, are there? I, I feel like most pirates are like South American. I'm an American, like no, I know from but the I'm, United States. Of but what America. I'm saying is, I think that most pirates are like South American. You think that they're like from like Brazil, like Haiti? Haiti's not South American. No, that's dumb of me. <laughs> you can see how dumb them. I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, like they're Brazilian. They're uh, in the <laughs> Central America. Maybe what if the Brazilian wax that came from 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 some pirates from Haiti? They were just like. <laughs> They were like, we like, we like our pussies bold. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the quality of a pirate, like with a very, very thick Hispanic accent, as opposed to like Brazilian Hispanic accent, yeah. which is probably completely fucking different. <laughs> I apologize to Brazilian listeners because I feel like there are some out there. Uh, no, nothing but thieves. Uh, they've had a couple of albums that I've talked about on previous uh, previous shows. This is their most recent endeavor. It's a little bit more poppy um, than a lot of their other stuff. Is just straight up alt rock. I really see. good heavy hitting alt rock. As this one is kind of taking a little bit of a backseat to throwing a little bit more synth and then having like a little bit more pop thrown in the mm-hmm. vocals. One of their uh, main singles that came off of this album is called. Uh, is everybody going crazy? And the chorus of that, and every single time I hear it, and I tell Mandy whenever we're listening to it, I was like, I always say, like, get him, JT, because he sounds almost exactly like he's trying to be Justin Timberlake oh, yeah. with it. He's like, is everybody going crazy? Everybody knowing lately. And I'm just like, oh, wow. It's like so <laughs> poppy, but it works really well, yeah. honestly. Like the whole album front to back's like that. They have some songs that are on there that have a slightly darker tone to them, it's too. Like a pop rock. Is that what you would kind of like? Not really. You know, I mean, it's, it's, like it's, when they get poppy, like is it like the rock's not really so much there whenever it gets to that certain pop aspect. Like in that song in particular, yeah. it almost sounds just like a regular old like pop a dance song, pop in a way. song or yeah. whatever kind of thing. Like huh. something that you would hear. That's interesting. A uh, poppier song that you would hear on like an alt 2K. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, it's kind of gone that route with nice. uh, several songs on the album. Like, so there's some darker ones that are on there. Um, some of the guitar tones that are on certain songs on this, though, regardless of the pop rock flavor, sound almost identical to a lot of the guitar tones as you get from Queens of the Stone Age. And some of the ways that some of the riffs are kinda played, bluesy, too. Kind of Yeah. Kind of got that, like, weird vibe. Yeah, that kind of a weird, almost, like, southern bluesy vibe mm-hmm. to it, like they do with some of their shit. Yeah. Um, but it's a really solid thing. I think um, if we still do it this year, which I don't see any reason why we wouldn't, do like a best of kind of yeah, a thing yeah. like we've done um, in years past. I, I think this one's definitely a contender for me to be up there. I've cool. really enjoyed it. I've listened to it several times. Shit, I got to start thinking about that. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking about like last week at work. I was just like, I need to start fucking making sure that I start typing things in Evernote <laughs> and going back and searching because I was like, what video games came out this year that I played? What Because I played like other shit that's like older from like 2018 or something. I'm just like, 
I need to make sure that I've got shit that I've played. I need I need to make sure I write down these albums. Have I watched movies from this year? <laughs> <laughs> um Function Space, I, I mentioned him a couple different times before. Um, this, he actually has a full album out now. He's been just putting out like kind of single after single after single for mm-hmm. probably the past like six to eight months. Um, he kind of got a little bit of a breakthrough on uh, on Twitter and Reddit of all things. Uh, there's a subreddit on Reddit called Listen to This, and he got like pop bumped up to the very top nice. for a, a goofy little video he did in front of a green screen, and he put himself on a guitar hero board that's a video for uh, his single called maybe okay and the the song's coming up and he programmed the song onto guitar yeah. hero and he just has a guitar hero controller playing the song on guitar hero in front of his green screen and singing the song lip syncing it and that's yeah. his like music video for the song but there'll just be random shit of flashes in the background behind him mm-hmm. every now and then that he's kind of just kind of put it in there but put like little to no effort and just used everything that he had there at his house to make the music video to make the music yeah. and stuff itself so there was really no like production cost no mm-hmm. nothing like that and everything he's just got programmer going for, cost for basically whoever knows how to write basically guitar hero program well uh, that's the beauty of it because the pc hacked version of guitar hero uh it's called like fret hero or okay. something like that that's on there mm-hmm. you can add in and edit your own songs no shit you can just kind of yep. like almost plot your, yep. your little you dots. plot your own exact course for whatever it is and you can make your own songs on there that's awesome yeah so that's basically what he did he had that game downloaded on there and did that and recorded over it nice. basically so it didn't that's cost anything really um, but it's a really solid album. It gives me a lot of like John Mayer vibes throughout, but has like a little bit of more, uh, um, synthy aspects to the back okay. end of it. But, uh, his guitar playing and the tones that he chooses very John Mayer esque. So if you're a fan of that kind of like semi pop rock, like John Mayer is, you'll definitely New John like Mayer this. Or old John Mayer. There's a big difference. Uh, newer. Okay. I would say newer John Mayer for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Which I, I I like old John Mayer and new John Mayer personally. I like old John Mayer, but I don't really love new John Mayer. I like a lot. I like a lot of his stuff off of his last album that yeah. came out. But uh, yeah, I think it's a hit or miss for a lot of people. I've always yeah. enjoyed him. I love the. I love it when it was more of an acoustic singer songwriter vibe. Mm-hmm. But when it became more of a like blues guitarist mm-hmm. vibe, like when he really got into playing guitar, like when he. Yeah. I mean, he was always good, but you know, as he got even better and kind of got. To where he, he kind of think be. it got to a point to where he realized because whenever he would play that out on like Kimmel or shit like that, I think he finally started realizing that people enjoyed watching him play that stuff. So yeah. maybe he was just like, I should incorporate this. Well, into he had music. like his whole. He had a band. My body doesn't always have to be a Wonderland. <laughs> he had a band, and they did yeah. live shit that wasn't even anything like his albums. Like they like went out, and he just did like blue shit yeah like and then i think finally like melded the two ideas blue together shit. blue shit <laughs> you know you know that blue shit uh and then a couple other albums real quick i want to mention uh yeji i talked about her before she's got that very anti-pop kind of joji-esque aspect to it she's just a college student from i think like uh, University of Massachusetts or something like that. Aren't we all just a college student from and University of Massachusetts? And she just got a fucking board and started just doing it in her yeah. dorm, posting out online, and now this is what she it turned into. This nice. is what she does full-time. She stopped college. She just started doing music full-time. She had a whole do. new album uh, Drop called... Drop out of college. Drop out of fucking college, everybody. Do art. Do art and music, and if you don't do well, I mean, you could always just be one of those dudes that's on all of the side roads in Carbondale. 
Um, <laughs> her new album is called What We Drew. Definitely check it out if you like that kind of anti-pop flavor. And then uh, I don't know how, but they found me. Finally dropped their full-length album called Great. Razzmatazz. Awesome. And it is just basically more of the same. So if you love the shit that we've talked about before from I don't know how, but and, and want more of it, it's fucking there. Great stuff. <laughs> and then a special shout out to uh, our buddy Josh Smith. Ibarrama dropping e- an album in Ibarrama November. Ibarrama coming out November 9th. Digital um, Snake Oil. Yeah. Is it the full album or is it just the single? I believe the album comes out. Okay. I couldn't but I might remember be wrong. if it was the full thing. I thought at least it was the single because I know Digital Snake Oil is the name of one of the songs. Yeah. It's the, so that's maybe the name it is, of the whole. Maybe it is the titular song from the album. I think it's the whole guy. Yeah. He's the whole guy. But, yeah, November uh, 9th, he's got uh, all kinds of different stuff. You can pre-save, I think, the everything on... Uh, for Shmata, on, Shmodify. On Shmodifies. If you, you stream on merch. there, they have merch from uh, By Jack. By Jack has it, um, yeah. So byjack.com, and he's got some sweet merch. Definitely check it out. It's very uh, kind of up our alley anyways. It's uh, instrumental, progressive metal. Mm-hmm. Good shit, dude. Yeah, I uh, have you heard anything of it besides what yeah, he's he posted? Yeah, he sends me stuff on Dropbox all nice. the time of what he writes. Cool, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's really fucking good. Awesome. Uh, I really, really dig that logo. Yeah, it's the, nice. The little like house, the little mm-hmm. little ger- it looks like a little German shack, like a little uh, <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarves home. I don't think that was German. No, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, maybe it might it be. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking more Hansel and Gretel. Very German names. <laughs> very German, German house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The dwarves no, are German. No, the seven dwarves. They don't have to be. That's 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 like a Holland, like <laughs> kind of. I'm from Holland. Spiel. It's like a Denmark a little accent you got there. I am from Denmark. Um, How'd you know? What did you listen to? Yeah, I'm excited for that. I think I'm gonna. I gotta. I need to order a T-shirt. Did you listen to music? Uh, yeah, I did. I did absolutely. Is it good? Uh, good music. Uh, Wonder Years came out with a new single. But is it good music? It is. It's called Breakless. Breakless. Uh, breakless. They're doing, they've got like two songs they wrote. Um, and they, it's the. Ever? Ever. That's all they did. <laughs> That's all they did. What a boring um, show. <laughs> I mean, the uh, Dying in Slow Motion put out two songs. <laughs> Ever? Ever. <laughs> 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 and uh that's all we knew of them yeah uh but no breakless uh came out they released that they've got uh they're celebrating their kind of 10th anniversary of the suburbs and um oh gosh what's the other one the upsides Ups- upsides in suburbia uh which came out like back to back a year and a year cool. so one came out in 2010 one came out in 2011 so in uh kind of celebration of that they wrote two songs that have a very uh, a vibe that is very much like, like suburbia from the and, earlier and, years. Yep. Um, and what so we would call the wonder years from the, the early wonder years. I'd <laughs> even brought in like the producer and like the, uh, the, uh, like recording, like the uh, mixer and shit. Yeah. Like, like that. the, like the crew from, from those That's two cool. albums, uh, to do that. And, uh, a, like Dan had pulled out, he, he said, uh, one of the songs, not breakless, but the other one, uh, he found like a, a little voice memo of like a melody and like some words that he had written mm-hmm. and uh, that never like came to fruition when he brought it to the table. And that's what became the other song. Like they, he like tried to get back and he's like, we read like old journals and just like got into that. Mental like us going into the botch vault and yeah. being like, Hey, we were going to write a song that sounds just like old botch manifold. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just kind of like getting in that headspace yeah. and figuring out. Uh, though I don't think that we were nearly as well documented as they probably are at that time. You did a pretty good job of keeping a, a good vault of I've got lyrical a, a content shit, and yeah. all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, it might not be as deep as theirs, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, don't knock it. Don't knock it. It's good shit. Um, yeah. So that's, that's out. Um, 
Mayday Parade uh, released a new Mayday EP Parade. Uh, called Out of Here. Um, little three-song EP. I like the Mayday Parades. I do not. Uh, quite a bit. Uh, they're like a, I don't know what you call them. They're like a pop rock. like Very much. Um, that would be the, emo the, really anymore. The pop punk, I guess, pop maybe punk, would yeah. be the category. Yeah. It's a, like, it's, they're not, I think, uh, any, they're not as punk anymore. That's as what I mean. I was going to say, anymore, it seems like they've kind of leaned toward that pop side for. They're like, um, like Jimmy Eat World, but with like um, a pop punk uh, vibe. Yeah. Um, like, and especially these three songs, like, I really feel like it's got, like, I'm like, I sent some Jimmy World, but there's some like heavy shit in there too. Like, mm-hmm. they've got some pretty heavy riffs in there. Yeah. Uh, but I dig it. There's like one song that's really acoustic-y and then there's one song that's real heavy, and then one that's kind of like middle of the road, yeah. radio friendly on there. Cool. Uh, really good mix of of three songs on there. Devin Townsend released uh the first of what appears to be a two set volume of the live version of Empath. Cool. Um, so if you liked Empath or you like Devin Townsend and uh, you like the weirdness that he brings to a live show, I think that this does a good job capturing like his personality when he is on stage. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. It's called Order of Magnitude is the name of it. And then it's like in parentheses, it's Empath Volume Live, Empath Live Volume 1 or something like that. Cool. Uh, but it's like something they recorded, I think, late last year. And uh, did like a two-hour set. And so looks like they're going to split it up. Uh, Tegan and Sarah released a Christmas song called Make You Mine This Season. Is it Tegan? Tegan, yeah. I always, I think I've always said Tegan. Yeah, Tegan. 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 I don't know why. <laughs> like Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, Tegan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I just, yeah. I don't know why. That, that'd be good. <laughs> just now realizing that I think I've said it wrong for a long time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Kind of in the same vein as their music's been uh, recently, the last couple of albums, um, and a nice little Christmas, like, can I make you mine this season kind of, like, message to it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on the the soundtrack to the new uh, movie that they're uh, called Happiest Season Okay, that uh, Kristen Stewart and Dan Levy are in. Uh, oh, cool. And uh, what's her name? Um, oh, shit. Um What's her name from the faculty? Um, I don't know which one you're talking about. The I can't remember Can her I name. Just type in the 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 movie. Yeah, you could. What's it called? A happiest season. The happiest. Just season. happiest season. Uh, but it's a like a totally just a, a straight up twenty film queer holiday movie. Clea Duvall. Okay. Uh, but Clea Duvall, uh, who was I, we know from the faculty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she is, uh, in her own right, a pretty good writer, director. And, uh, so this is her holiday, her queer holiday movie. Uh, it's cool. So I dig, I do like me some Dan Levy. Yeah. And Dan Levy is going to bring all the boys and girls. To the Allison yard. Brie in it too. Mm-hmm. And Aubrey Plaza. A lot of people. Yeah. Mary Steenburgen. Garber's in it. Victor Garber. Victor Garber. Anna Gosteyer. Mm. Yeah. Good cast. Good cast. It'll be good. Um, yeah. So those are the musics. I like your musics. You want to talk about comic books? I'm going to talk about Harrow County. Yeah, sure. Let's, Let's talk it. about Harrow County. Boom. Volumes one through seven. Did you read all of them? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I just reread the first volume because I was like, oh, I'll, I'll know what to talk about a yeah, little bit. I read one through seven. What's, is it, did it end on eight? Is eight the last volume? No, there's 11. No. no nine. 
nine is nine. what it is. Nine. I'm wrong. It was nine. Nine of the original story yes. or nine including nine of Tales. the original story. And then Tales is the tenth There's one. There's more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have nine of the original story, okay. but I've read seven. I've only got so a you're couple almost more to pick up. Jesus almost done. Christ, dude. Yeah. It's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Bunn's a hell of a horror writer. Yeah. He does really good. I got I to really, meet him once. I, I really fucking dig this story. Yeah. It's it's really solid, and it was a great palm for you to to get. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> um, yeah, it grabbed me right away. I really enjoyed like the whole first concept. Obviously, you said it was very like in the in the season of being October and Absolutely. being kind of witching and stuff. And it was you know, we talked about like the witches dead and shit like mm-hmm. that in the first place. And whenever we were recording it, and it's a very kind of harkens back to a lot of that same yeah. principle, if you will. Um, but yeah, story continuity wise, I might need you to help me with just parts of volume one leading into it it's because I, bit. well, I don't want to spoil specific things. I don't want to say something and yeah, then it be that. something that I, you don't know about yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's what I'm wanting to make sure. Yeah. Like I know, I know what we're dealing with, but <laughs> know what we do in here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, we kind of start off the story. We start off with them kind of with them burning the witch. Yes. Um, if I remember right. Hester. Like kind of just Hester, yeah, mm-hmm. which is an awesome name for a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, they start off with just kind of a just a snapshot, and then we catch up with our main character of the story, mm-hmm. which is uh Emmy. Hmm? Emmy. What's her name? Emmy. Emmy? Yeah. Emmy. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. So Emmy and her pa. Emmy and Pa. <laughs> and uh she's kind of coming of age right she's on yeah. her on her way to womanhood mm-hmm. um and uh and she starts to experience some weird shit sees like a weird dude she's about to turn she's about to turn 18 because the whole story and premise of what will when come of it 18, when they yeah. turn 18 or when she turns 18, when she turns 18 yeah. yes um that was to be the period of time when we knew that she was to be basically murdered yeah, but depending on, I guess, depending if on she whether she showed, showed signs abilities or not. And so I can't remember where did, so is she Hester's kid or is she descendant of Hester somehow? What happens? Because with, she's not Paul, like Paul is not her Paul. No, right? Paul is a creation. Oh, he's just a dude. He's, he's a creation. Oh, that Hester makes. Yes. Okay. In Harrow, like basically... I think it's like 80% of the people that live in Harrow County are all creations of Hester. Oh, okay. So I haven't gotten to that part yet, okay. but that's okay. It's just, it's just, just a small little, that's nothing. That's <laughs> just like a, a just huge small detail. I'm just saying that's not like blowing you okay, away. Kind of a detail. So Hester has created almost all of this town on her own. Basically. Yeah. Including the people who killed her or is this post yep. her killing her? Yeah. The people that killed her <laughs> are her, her creation. Basically. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So then, then the, the lady, the Emma, Emmy, 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 Emmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she won an Emmy, yeah, for this performance. She did. Uh, so she she is born when Hester dies. Uh, she's born out of the tree. Out of the tree. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then her pa and mom are basically like, uh, "Well, we'll take care of her." We don't know if she's going to be like her. I mean, obviously, she is her kid. Yeah, she came from this fucking tree that's spouting out fire, <laughs> and she's here. But you know, we'll take care of her. And if she comes to the point to where she's old enough and she starts displaying these things, we'll kill we'll her. Take care of it. Then. Yeah, yeah. And and so as she develops the abilities, the townspeople start talking. They have their little meeting. Time to kill Hester. Hester disagrees. Not Hester. Emmy, Emmy. disagrees. 
with that judgment and uh, kind of, I think the first volume kind of just ends with like, we're going to have to do something kind of a thing, but nothing, there's no real big action at the end of the first. No, volume. it's kind of like a It's almost like a big of a fall, fall apart because it's, she's they're having like the meeting and Paul is like saying, I'll be the one that does it. You yeah. know, I'll kill her and stuff and is about to try and kill her at one point in she time. She busts him in the face or something, I yeah. think. Yeah. And they, they come to this point where, like, all the townspeople are there and she kind of busts in. She's, like, with the power of voice kind of thing is just, like, stop, stop. Yeah. And it was just, like, everybody just listens to her immediately. Yeah. And she kind of says, you know, like, I'm, I'm not Hester just because... I'm born yeah. from her doesn't mean that I am, I am her. her. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm Emmy. I'm the same person that you've known mm-hmm. your whole lives and stuff. And I'm going to use these things to do good, yeah. you know, kind of a thing and trying to talk to him. And then it's just like a really weird leaning off. Like how it ends is just kind of this weird, uneasy piece almost well, between kind of just says like, uh, I'm not going to do anything bad to you. They kind of have a sit down, like a one-on-one yeah. and just kind of, and the haints, yeah, have kind of started to. I like the I like the skinless boy mm-hmm. uh, is awesome, and yeah. uh, and then they've got like the, the, the he, he sticks with her pretty much yeah. consistently like Seems throughout like, everything. Yeah. Like he's like he is literally a like a familiar to her. Yeah, you know, like how most witches will have like a cat or mm-hmm. or some kind of an animal or an owl or whatever. And this she has a skinless child, <laughs> and then his skin in either a bag in, yeah, or in her, a, girl in a messenger or, bag. Yeah. <laughs> She like every majority of the rest of the thing. If she's like, if he's kind of like, he's like up in a fucking tree far away, just kind of scouting Spying, out yeah. shit. And then he talks to her through the skin flap <laughs> that is folded inside her messenger bag that she's carrying around, just kind of whispering That's out. It's awesome. just like, there's no one here. here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I dig it. It's a perfect spooky story. Like absolutely, it's, I like the like the art's awesome. I like the watercolors yeah. on it, just really make it like work. really beautiful. I think a couple of different things that they do, um, in a, in a, of some of the different volumes, they give a couple of different artists. I think a little bit of a oh, chance nice. to change some things here and there, but all around it stays pretty well consistent to what it is. Gotcha. Um, but the, the like a slight change of artwork, and you know, in like volume, I think it's volume two. I think even that, I've, and then I'm thinking about. Is is just a little bit of a tiny breath of fresh air, kind of given a little bit more insight to, um, because it's almost like when they change the art, they also change the way that certain uh, aspects of like the storytelling is actually told too. I got so it kind of changes like a little bit too. It's almost like I guess Colin knew that somebody else is going to be doing the art, so I'm going to change something else completely too. Yeah. Also, and then it kind of reverts back to the way it was before. Kind of like when they do on like Wicked and Divine, they'll do separate stories like those standalone stories are all uh like the one shots they'll they'll do a different artist in there for a different time period of of they even did that like whenever i finished up volume three of wicked and divine that's the last one that's where i ended off i haven't picked it back up again but whenever i finished that that first half of volume three was a completely different Mm. artist and it was uh completely different like introducing a new main character kind of thing before reverting back to what would eventually start happening and whatnot into yeah. the story, like as it bleeds forward, but then they kind of change back to the old school artwork and stuff. Cause I remember speaking about it um, in the first season, whenever I was starting to read the vo- volume three mm-hmm. and I had said, if this is the artwork they're kind of going to go with, it's kind of, cause I really enjoyed the artwork from those first two volumes. It was like, it's such beautiful artwork and kind of, it's, it's such a weird take on the, the art for the artist to do it this way yeah. instead of, 
doing something completely different than I just like read for the first half and I was just like, oh, it's back to normal now. Yeah. It's just they wanted to do it because they're telling the story in a different yeah. way from a different character's perspective now. Absolutely. So and artists need breaks sometimes. Absolutely. More than writers, because they do things it's a little more labor intensive, uh manual labor intensive artists yeah. do for sure. I would assure I would assume that it probably like fucking it hinders a lot of different things as opposed to just a artist is just like mind and fingers yeah or anymore you know mind yeah. and fingers versus hands and mind and fingers and probably eyes staring at yeah. a digital screen now oh, you yeah. know and shit like that it's so much stuff for sure and a lot more time too for sure what else you've been reading uh i read and finished the entire series of sweet tooth yeah i'm I completely done with that now um i'm ready for returns i yes. guess yeah um it was such a fucking cool charming story and then again, I'm like, you you know how to fucking pick a good thing. Like, you know what I will like and are yeah. really good at giving me that. Um, it, it was a... It was like the same things, generally. I think so. And and an easy read is, like, refreshing. There's a lot of there's a lot of books out there that are good but thick. Like, yeah. Preacher's Thick. Same Man's Thick. Certain aspects but like, of, uh, of, of Sweet Tooth. I mean, it got to a point to where it wasn't thick, but... It was a little bit more you need to read this and kind of get into yeah. it versus a, like a lighter read, especially whenever uh, Singh, Dr. Singh, goes mm-hmm. to Alaska for the first time. Yeah. And he's f- slowly discovering he f- he's the first one to get there. He get he starts uh, finding uh, the tombs and yes. stuff like that. And it has like different bubbles that mm-hmm. are pretty thick and stuff. And I was just like, it's cool because I want to learn all of this. I yeah. want to consume more now that I'm in yeah. this, invested in this and everything anyways. And I was just like, certain aspects of this and it was weird that we just talked about it was like they give me a very lost-esque vibe with certain things that kind of come uncovered and how that kind of Mm -hmm. comes about and whatnot but uh yeah i I loved everything about it i like the idea that um even though the plague was like opened and it was probably sweet tooth that was like the creation of sweet tooth was what actually was killing humanity Mm -hmm. that it was just like it's okay. I mean, humanity needed to die off and they are dying off still, but yeah. it was cool seeing that. And then like the in transition into uh older sweet tooth yeah, and then old man sweet tooth prior to dying and stuff. And it was really like, like I said, it was like fucking tug at heartstrings where mm-hmm. he says like, we're celebrating remembrance day because the big man, what yeah. he did for us to help us be able to, thrive and be alive and stuff like that and then he and then they go off to go dance the remembrance day dance and he's sitting there and he looks up and he goes oh and it's the big man yeah. there and then you see younger version of sweet tooth go up and then it, the final panel is just him and he's like yeah. slouched over and he passed away mm-hmm. and i was just like god this is fucking sad <laughs> and sweet and everything yeah so now my thing is like what are we doing for returns are we going to focus future are we focusing on his kids or his kids' kids? Or? I don't. I know it's offspring. I know it's okay. it's small versions. It almost seemed like, um, in the way that I saw, maybe in an interview that Jeff Lemire was talking about the story was that he was kind of retelling Sweet Tooth, but what if things happened differently? Okay, like you know, I, but it's from it's from a generational thing, so it will be. It's not going to be a retelling. But I think it's a lot of the same setup. So it's, not, it's not actually Gus. It's going to be a different generation. It will be. A, yeah, it won't be a Gus again. It'll be a, a different character, but going through. And I think, you know, in the same setup, I think they're going to be kind of blocked off and they're going to be these kind of in their own little world of these people. And then humans are going to infiltrate again. And then 
it's going to play out it's almost like kind of almost and it's kind of a weird way to explain it but kind of how i'm thinking in an alternate universe in the same sense that like if we thought that all of those tombs that you see are almost like doorways like nightmare before christmas stuff oh, you know what I'm i don't about? think so but you know I what I mean, what <laughs> like what if a different story is being told like from a different universe, but it's about yeah. a pig character. That's the character that is our new sweet tooth. Yeah. But it's in that doorway from yeah. this different dimension that's parallel to this one kind of a thing. Yeah, I got the vibe that it was just like so many years later that they don't even know what humans are. Yeah. And they're so secluded from so it could other have been parts like, of the world. Because you see his grandchildren at this point yeah, in time. Because his yeah. kids are grown. So it could be a grandkid even. So it could be like the grandkid maybe is an adult at yeah. this point in time. And it's his great-great-grandkid. Yeah. yeah, it could be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's so far that they've they've forgotten humans or haven't seen humans. But then once again, they're in their own little perfect little land of that they've created with their big colony. But what if humans infiltrate not just one person like they did at the beginning of Sweet mm-hmm. Tooth and and everything kind of happens? But what if they discover a whole entire colony of them and what happens and how to how are humans different? What if they, now we probably the the uh, crossbreeds probably outnumber the humans yeah. in the world. So what does all that mean? I was going to say, what if it ends up being like the an ebb and flow that happens in the universe? What if our character is just a straight up human, like a new Gus, but it's just a human? That'd be kind of cool. And then the universe that par- the parallel that's balancing it yeah. is all of this world of hybrids. And you find out that the hot, that the humans are now like a new plague that's about to happen, and then it's just balancing <laughs> it's out balancing a different back. direction. It could be. <laughs> I think our main character will still be a hybrid though, because yeah. the cover has uh, like a young hybrid on the front of it. I figured as much, but I just didn't know like where we were going, kind right. of a thing with it and whatnot. Yeah. What else did you read? Uh, last thing that I have on mine is issue two of Lock and Key and Pale Battalions. Let's Go. get into it. Yeah. Let's did you it. read it? You know I did. Did you read it with your with your eyes? I read it twice. You read it twice. I, I read, read it once. I read them when they come out, and then I have to read them again because the memory is not so great. Sure. Like right before we record, that way I can yeah. be fresh. I should have done that, but I didn't. So. I'm going to live off of most of your memory and then be like, oh, yeah, that happened. It's not my memory anyways. It's just my notes. Don't worry. Okay, <laughs> It's not uh, cheating. So we're in not Germany. I thought it was Germany, but it's a different country. Yeah, I don't know exactly where we're at. I know I there's it German sa- soldiers. It says it, though, at one point in time, but it's not Germany. I remember Massachusetts. that. It's not in America. <laughs> <laughs> Massachusetts, the country, not the state. Come Uh-oh. on. Well, it's I mean, different. I guess technically we're there a little bit <laughs> at the end of it we're in canada still oh yeah we're right in canada. yeah i forget i forget where they live. oh no we go we do go into the united states we don't go into canada the canadian soldiers go into the, the canadian soldiers go no it's not the canadian soldiers that do it though is it the, i thought it was the germans that bust there oh that's true it's just john yeah i thought i was thinking that there were other like the doors open he they go in and then what's her face got stabbed yeah um what's i wrote name? this down the mom's name fiona fiona yes uh yeah i i was thinking that some also some canadian soldiers went with john but they all got fucked up with that gas they sure did get and, fucked uh, up and so john's real fucked up too yeah he don't look like he's well. gonna be doing so well i don't think very well at all <laughs> i really did enjoy uh the combat though like using the the wings and having the yes like the crown and or what all that shit that was yeah like, he's got everything his, was like packed on it. his backpack and the shadow crown are being flown around in the sky by the wings yeah so that uh, way, like anytime he needs to call the wings down, they call it down and he'll grab what he yeah. needs to do shit or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was a cool thing. But yeah. uh, 
So from the beginning, we get Heinrich, which is kind of our main character uh, besides John, like in yeah. the story, like Heinrich and his brother um, are the ones that we start out with from the German army that are kind of like something's fucked up going on here. And we find out that the Germans are using gas. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gassing the the enemy, which is against the rules. I didn't realize that that was a thing. I didn't. Either. Um, I'm sure that's historically correct in some parts, at least. Probably. Um, but yeah, so uh, they have to go. Maybe it's probably the certain like almost like war etiquette. Because, yeah. you know, like like back in like the 1700s, whenever we would fight, like not us fighting the British, but whenever the British would fight another yeah. uh, opposing force yeah, or something like, like that. Shit. Yeah, like you were not allowed to cross a certain line. You all had to line up and then load your muskets and fire Shoot and each hope, other. That, hope you didn't get shot while you were trying to load your yeah. shit and you couldn't leave your line. You couldn't advance forward. Uh-huh. And that that's just dodgeball, right? Like we just they created the game dodgeball to yeah. simulate war. And that's like, I think that was part of the reason why the British got fucked up whenever they came over during the Revolutionary War. Because we didn't fight like that. We didn't follow those rules. We just did what we wanted to and ran around and hid and shot and all kinds of different things that are more modernized, I guess, war tactics. More capture the flag, less dodgeball. Yes, versus standing in line. They're all just kind of like, what the hell are they doing? (laughs) (laughs) They are not following the rules. That dude just threw an axe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh... So they're they're kind of going through that whole process, and Heinrich and his brother get asked to go uh, investigate this other troop who's starting to see shadows. Yes, and it's like, hey, go go check them out. They they seem like they're going crazy. They're like, uh, they're drinking what shoe polish? Uh, uh was like, it? Yeah, it wasn't shoe polish. It was no, something it was, like that. Something though. like that. Something yeah. nasty shit though. That they were like, no, it was a uh, fuck. It's like a uh, it's something that they use on the tanks. Mm. Like fucking like some some kind of a cleaning supply or whatever. Oh, I got you. Uh, but yeah, they're they're like, oh well, they're just drinking shit that they shouldn't be drinking because they're just drinking. They're drunks, and uh, and so they're kind of off chilling out. And uh, of course, they get attacked by John and the uh, the army of shadows mm-hmm. at that time. Heinrich's brother dies. Yes, and uh, and they they find out that there are there is an army of shadows. Um, and turns out that John's made a name for himself in mm-hmm. the Canadian army. They're like, man, you get here before everybody else and, and wipe uh, everything out by yourself. How does that work? They're just scared. That's awesome. And, uh, and then of course the, Z Germans have to wreak havoc. And so they gas the crew and, um, and all go all through that. It's also and, nuts. Like thinking like they're using this, like form of like chlorine mustard gas whatever the fuck yeah. it is that they're bombing and the only things that the germans doing are protecting rags. their rags around I their heads that. and goggles <laughs> and being like how is this going to help anything <laughs> you're just prolonging it like they're just not getting yeah, like basically a strong dose but yeah then uh the heinrich spots john in the crowd and's like you and he he kind of just he whistles down and gets his little wings and whatnot, and it picks him up. Yeah, and he's like got the gas going. He's like yeah. fucking blood coming out of his yeah. eyes. He's holding on to the wings. Goes through the door. Use the anywhere it. key yeah. to go back to the the uh, the key house. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and then he fucks up and doesn't Polarity get the door closed. <laughs> doesn't get that door closed, and so the German soldiers come in, and uh, Heinrich stabs Fiona. Yeah. Looks like maybe not going to be great for her either. Yeah, I'm thinking she's going to die unless there's a fancy key that heals, like the <laughs> yeah. the cabinet key. Like, he shoves her in the cabinet and hopes it works. John grabs, like, the like when they're in the field of battle, he grabs that fucking fire key and just, like, stabs mm-hmm. like, somebody. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, that might be Heinrich's brother that he does that to. It might be. I don't remember. I can't remember exactly who it is, but he just like stabs him in the back of his face. Just it was just a really cool iteration, utilization of all the keys. I really enjoyed uh, all of the different kinds of shadows that you see kind mm-hmm. of coming because it's not just like you see one that looks giant, almost like a troll or yeah. something. Like the different kind of almost like mythical creatures that he's using to kind of different because it's just from his fucking imagination yeah. fighting. But it's kind of cool seeing all of that out in the middle of a fucking German battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, and ends on issue three, which comes out this month. So yeah. we, we've only got one more of these, but then we get to start Helen gone. Yeah. So we get to get to do this a little bit more. See yes, what else sir. is up with that. What have you been reading? Um, that's about it. I've done been doing what I'm calling maintenance reading, which is kind of like I'm just I've flagged a bunch of shit uh that I want to read and I'm kind of catching up with it. Some of it, some of it's like little snippets of books. Some I like of it's, a, I like when you come up with a new name for something. It's just you know, maintenance like it reading. It probably has another name. Yeah. But I like the idea that it's maintenance <laughs> reading now. But it's just like shit that I've flagged. I'm like, oh, I wanted to read on that. I wanted to learn yeah. more about that, or I wanted to read this book a um, little bit like self-help stuff and just whatever I can kind of find to make me a better person. I, I just, I've, I picked up the first three volumes of, uh, I think it came out in 2016 or 20, no, 2017, the uh, Spider-Man Deadpool crossover oh, event yeah? thing. I remember, re- I remember it coming out and I remember that like in, I think it was like issue 12 or something like that. Uh, Quinn is in it. It's oh. like the book that he was in. And he had like signed a bunch of pages and they sold them uh, on like see. tell him Steve Dave's site. Like he was a character in, in the book. Yeah, he was like dressed up as like a, a Santa Claus, like a mall Santa Claus or something like that. That's awesome. And I think he ends up getting like murdered or something at uh, one point in time. Just it's just like a one page little mm-hmm. thing, but he was in it. And I was just like, I wanted to read it because I really don't read, I've never really read anything that is a Spider-Man slash Deadpool. I know he's got kind of a thing for Spider-Man in the first place, like wants to be his best I friend see. kind of a thing. But I've never really read any of it. And I started kind of reading the first part of it. Then I kind of fell off and just got onto the finishing my sweet tooth and yeah. uh, Harrow County kind of a thing and just kind of nice. trailing on that and whatnot. But um, I might have a little bit more of that to talk about cool. maybe next time. I've been reading Essex, Essex, County, Essex County, which we talked about last month. Um, I haven't finished it. It's 500 pages. It's like a it's a giant. Is it just one book? Uh, well, it's I, that's the collection of it oh, okay. all. Okay, gotcha. Like it's a Jeff Lemire uh, book, yeah. uh, but it's a really good kind. I think it's somewhat autobiographical, mm-hmm. um, but it's like Canadian town, like small town hockey stories and stuff like that. So it's cool. really really hardcore canadian uh black and white hand like drawing and i think he letters everything too so it's all like very much lemire style like throughout uh but i dig it it's really good but it's it's been long and uh and nothing else has been worth really talking about i haven't yeah i like to try a bunch of stuff i read a bunch of like issue ones and um and just nothing really has grabbed me mm-hmm. uh which happens sometimes when you're doing maintenance reading i got you uh because sometimes because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you get shit that's not uh that's not favorable and i'm not i don't need to we, we got enough cool stuff we don't talk about shitty stuff absolutely so yeah that's what i got for the books pooms pooms, pooms? i don't know um Wrote down for mine, uh, obviously, Destiny 2 Beyond Light. That shouldn't even be on the list, but <laughs> I put it because I'm probably going to talk well, about it a little I bit. Mean, we can go ahead and put uh, Melodic Memories on mine for that yeah, matter. Absolutely. We know what's going to happen there. Uh, Sweet Tooth Returns. I think it should be out by the time. It's out the this next, week, actually. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it should be out next time. So I've got it, I think, pre-ordered, and I'll be reading that. I enjoy this when we get to consume things together. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a fun time. 
I like to talk so I'll about have that. So. I'll have that to talk about next time for sure. Um, and then I put down Xbox Series X. I'm gonna try my best to get oh, yeah. the new console because I, I still don't have the pre-order coming out. coming out. But on the 10th is the actual release date for that, and then the 12th will be the release date for PS5. Yeah. Um, so on the 10th, I'm gonna try and see if I can't stay up or whatever, and try and hit up the website to see if I can't uh, get myself one pre-ordered. Maybe next time we come around and do this, I'll have uh, some actual like console, like new consumption of a console. Yeah, to right. Talk about a little bit and stuff as well. That'd be cool. Yeah. I. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get around to watching the new craft movie. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Uh, Legacy. Legacy. Is yeah. it a uh, max? No, it's, it was just a straight up like buy or rent or whatever. Okay. Um, I saw something that was like on. Which is on is. max. Which is on max. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm probably going to watch it. that too. Uh, those, will, those will probably be a couple of things. I'm gonna, <laughs> those are your two palms. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch. I'm just going to keep Halloween going for the rest of the year. I don't know. That's I'd, fine with me. I don't. Uh, I'm, I like Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving this year uh, involves being around people, which is not always the best thing. Uh, a little scary for me. Uh, so. And so does Christmas, so it's like, I'm just going to keep Halloween going, because that just means, like, spooky shit. Absolutely. Instead of uh, the rest, so. Yeah. Well done. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>